What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. You in the Desert Storm Bunker with CGAC, God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, the people's champion. We are back in here with a great show. The Blue Chip Mindset is ready to go. Another fantastic series. We're going to mix in some thoughts, some hardcore, hardcore facts and truth, some tough love for the brothers. Yes, we will give you a little bit of edutainment with the sisters, the sisters. We're going to show you how silly and goofy they are for sure. But yes, we're going to reach back and give you some tough love, man. We're going to give you some tough love. And the day today show is life is not a fairy tale. Life is not a fairy tale. And we're going to go into deep detail of what you need to do to re- organize and reshift your mind to get the job done here in America. And it's getting tougher and tougher as the day goes on. We got some great information today and uh, I'm going to roll. We got straggling sniggle theater only in Detroit. Detroit is about to catch wreck today. Just so you know, Detroit is your turn and we're going to add it to the list of areas where CGA is not invited. All right. And so Detroit, you're going to get a little laughs on your behalf and uh, Columbus, Ohio, you can relax. All right. It's been a while, Columbus. All right. Shout out to everybody out there. Hey, man, we got a great show. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got the U.S. debt ceiling right now. The Republicans and Democrats are battling where the United States are going to not pay their bills and meet their obligations for the first time. What does that mean for you? We're also going to have a story about reverse ATMs as we head into a cashless society. No conspiracy. New, 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 new world order. And we're going to talk about feminism delivered. What everybody asked for on the silver platter, then we're going to confirm that there is no gender war. All right. And so we got this all going on here in the middle of all of this. The blue chip mindset series will be dropping some dimes on you. We got to tell you guys, what are the things that you guys need to avoid to live a fruitful life? Okay. They say you reap what you sow. And a lot of people are trying to just collect. They ain't trying to sow nothing. All right. They just trying to reap the benefits off the back of the hardworking people. And this is a.k.a. socialism. And I'm not a big fan of that. But do me a favor. Hit the like button on this video. We love to get a thousand likes early on in the show as people pile in to the greatest show on YouTube this morning. And we got um, the ways to contribute to today's show. The dollar sign. Notorious. The notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live channel, the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And we also have a ways for you to super chat, and that is via the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. Indeed. And uh, we're going to get to the earlier contributors today's show. Um, you guys are talking about Jackson Mahomes getting arrested. Um, we showed you, I guess it was based on the thing, the thing that set up video of him goofy ass ninja right goofy ninja trying to get him a free piece of peace leave hey man you reach your hand in the cookie jar free peace leave costs man you know what you know what's worse 
than free piece leave free piece leave that you try to get and you didn't get and then you got in trouble for it mm. all right so shout out to the brothers there that are delivering today's show hey man you know what let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show how about we do that hold on for a second i feel a sneeze coming on all right <laughs> All right, sucker for love, Ninja. Shout out to you. You changed your name. He says, my chick forced me to change my name yesterday. Rest in peace to Deacon Clapcheeks. Uh-oh, we're going to have to have a funeral. We got to have a funeral for Deacon Clapcheeks, all right? I hope nobody stands up at his funeral and starts talking about all the cheeks that he clapped. All right, rest in peace to Deacon Clapcheeks. All right, man, Deacon Clapcheeks, you've been a good man, all right? But now all the dirt going to come out about you, Deacon Clapcheeks, you know. Maybe he'll come back to life three, three, three days and maybe he'll return. All right. The prodigal son. And Albert Wesker says fairy tales taught to look out for wolves in disguise. All right. We think um, the fairy tales and you guys know I'm anti fairy tale, anti romance. I don't believe any of those things. These are things to placate the deaf, dumb and blind. All right. <laughs> to give people false hope. But the fairy tale information in the fairy tale was meant for you to take a life lesson from but we only stole portions of it and created our own narrative and uh we really didn't really realize what the fairy tale was about romance william shakespeare more about tragedy and comedy than it was romance but of course women hijacked the romance part and left the other shit to die right mm. same thing happened same thing happened with chivalry. There's a lot of things that we have used to discuss life lessons, and we took the important parts out. We took the parts that we liked out and disregarded the rest. All right, tragic comedy. All right, Othello, Macbeth, all right, uh, Romeo and Juliet. All right, these people had tragedy, dumbass people killing themselves over each other. Mm. I mean, how can you have a romantic story that ends in self-deletion? All right, so fairy tales are teaching about wolves in disguise. Also, these things, I mean, th these things were around before what? Before before internet. <laughs> All right, but anyway, Dart says 49ers are now reformed, traditional, submissive, and believers of God, and they are waiting for their high-value men to roll up on a white horse with a chariot in the back. He says because they are starving and desperate. Yeah, that brother's starving. He says, and of course, they only talk about high value men and won't settle for anything less than that. We actually have an update of that one woman, Ebony. I believe her last name is Williams. We played a video of her going in on not uh, being able to date a bus driver. And she came out full swinging. Uh, guys, it's a wrap for many of you guys, man. You better go on your game. Shout out to Jay Flo says Rapunzel. I said, let down your peace leave, not your stankin' hair weave. All right, coach gang is in the building, not that stank. All right, all for 15 minutes of staying. We got Desert Brew Crew. He says, when you went off the rails Monday night, my wife was laughing at all truth and humor. He says, keep saving lives in the future of young men. God bless CGA. And as you guys know, we said, we, we, got, a lot of, uh, we got a lot of women here on the coach gang. We call them the 10 toes up gang. You know, it's a, it's a metaphor. I haven't 10 toes up the gang members yet, but uh, at some point, I'm sure, um, you know, they, they'll be a they'll, they'll be happy for me to partake. All right. But we got a lot of female support here. And the reality is we teach the truth over here. We don't hide it. We don't sugarcoat it. We don't belittle women. We kind of giggle and sniggle at them because they're kind of goofy. All right. I don't take them seriously. You know what I mean? Like you guys take them seriously. That's why you messed up in life. 
Like you guys take them very seriously. Like I look at them and be like, all right, where's the goofy part going to come in? You know, it's coming <laughs> right anyway, because it's goofy. All right. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to your wife laughing at the truth and humor. We tell the truth over here. All right. Henry resilient Crowder said F keeping it private. Now he says, what about his kids coach? He don't realize he's already lost in the court of public opinion. Your boy, Steven Crowder, man, we're going to give you an update. Yeah. Steven Crowder about to get his ass kicked in the court of public opinion. Hey, Steven, I know you guys watch me, man, because I'm a big deal here on YouTube. I know you guys got a lot of followers and bots following you. CGA, we got the real coach gang. Hey, do me a favor. See, uh, Steven Crowder, schedule a coaching call, bro. Schedule a coaching call. We know you got a bag. I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Just shut your punk ass up. All right. Shout out. To, that's that's my info. Just pay the money. Ninja. Just pay the money and, and, and go. <laughs> Yo, this is not a fight you want to do. And, and, and if you're going through a divorce or you're a man in a relationship pondering a divorce, we're going to give you we're going to give you exactly what not to do. And Steven Crowder is actually doing all of the things what not to do when you get in divorce. Mm. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, shout out to Rational Rationality says every 304 life is as a fair. Wait, every 304 lives life as a fairy tale at birth. And then men have to write their own story out of a horror novel at conception into a success piece. Wow. At 30. Shout out to you, CGA for life. Man, that is actually true. I like that statement. Uh, yeah. And if they don't get their little horse, they don't get their pony. They pout. They hold their breath. They stomp their little feet. They kick and scream. They cry. <laughs> right? That is actually true. Yes, we live horror stories at the beginning of our lives. But it, it, time is on our side. Candake, one of the female members of the coach gang, she says, when are you coming back to South Florida, coach? I've been studying for boards, missing some episodes, but still hitting them likes, though. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, sister. And I will be in South Florida sometime in the fall. And if perhaps we'd have the little meeting, we can get a nice little non-disclosure agreement going on. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean, you know what I mean, sister. Yep, she said, meow. All right, shout out to her, man. Yo, yo, she hit me with the, she hit me with the Doja Cat. Meow. No, anyway. All right, uh, let's get back into the show. We'll keep that on the low. We'll keep that on the low. Look, I got to give y'all a little bit of straggle and sniggle as we start the show. And then we'll come back to the We'll come back to the earlier contributors to the day show. Ladies, meow always works. All right. CGA likes to meow. All right. Anyway, we got straggle. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We'll come back to the earlier contributors. I appreciate all of y'all, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's head to Detroit, Michigan. All right, let's head to the 8 Mile. All right, let me go ahead and refresh the video so as I don't give it away. Detroit, bad boys. Let's go. All right, let's go ahead and put this on the screen. Only in Detroit. Will you see something like this? Let's go ahead and roll the film. No, y'all, because I had to swoop back around real quick. I know for a motherfucking fact these niggas did not draw the front of their whip. Did, did it, it? Oh, my goodness, man. Let me tell you. Oh, the humanity. My goodness. Look at that, Detroit. Stand up for your people. <laughs> 
Stand up for your people. Hey, man, you know, sometimes it bees like that, son. I know, man. Listen, I've been down bad. But, uh, you know, sometimes you get that front front end of your car ripped off <laughs> and you don't got your insurance coverage. You know what I mean? You don't you didn't have your blue chip mindset. I told you ass to get some car insurance. You know what I mean? I told you ass to get some life insurance. But guess what? You didn't get any. And now your ass running around here with the front of your car drawn off, man. Goddamn, the grill is drawn on only in Detroit. Detroit, <laughs> all right, Motor City. Hey, stand up, everybody that's mad. I know John Ellison is running right now. I know John Ellison is here. He's quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. He's one of our biggest Detroit fans, Detroit Lions, and he doesn't like when I talk about the D. Yes, indeed. All right, but never... Has Detroit been down so bad that they're running around here? <laughs> Man, this is terrible, bro. Hold up. D, I am crying. Oh, no. Y'all, hold on, y'all, because I had to swoop back around real quick. I the know for down. a motherfucking fact these niggas did not draw the front of their oh, whip. Man. Did, did, it. Did they draw the GMC on it too? Oh my goodness, man! Oh, the humanity, man! They drew the letters GMC on it. Hey, man, we all been down bad. They even punched in the holes at the bottom. Where you at, John? <laughs> Where you at, John? Hey, man, where's Detroit at? Where's Detroit brothers at? Y'all quiet. <laughs> I am crying. Where the headlights at? I mean, do the headlights work? I really want to know, man. But look, shout out to them. At least they're making an effort in life. Hey, that's legitimate that took a lot of work right there i'm just telling you that took a lot of work to be able to cut cut out the radiator and the fender and the grill and the lights <laughs> detroit stand up man hey we love y'all brothers in detroit anton daniels i believe is from detroit <laughs> the led headlights hey man sometimes you got to make it like that but probably probably you want to get some car insurance you want to get some car insurance. That's what we're going to do. We're going to tell y'all. All right. The next straggling sniggle is we're going to take it to a mother. A mother. This is kind of the goofy, silly things that we see. And uh, this is inexplicable. And this kind of tells you the state of the United States of America. Apparently, this mother um, was going to load her child from the stroller into the car seat, which seems simple. And I've been telling you guys a long time, something that seems simple is not so simple to a normal simpleton in America. Oh, just get a house and a 30-year mortgage and pay it off. Simple. No. Just get a just get a, a, a irrevocable trust and protect yourself from a divorce. Simple. No. Most people are simpletons. So simple things become them. So for some reason, she could not even execute this because she's goofy. All right, but there's a whole bunch of things going on here. So now she didn't put the brake on. So her, the stroller, apparently on a windy day, is going to be careening towards the intersection, which is not going to be good. Now she's going to make an effort, a simple, simple effort to go and retrieve this stroller. And she turns it into a goddamn Olympic event. Let's go ahead and uh, show this goofiness right here. Oh, she fell. Yeah, she fell. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, they can't get out because they hurt like the knee so bad. Oh, man. Life saving right there, man. Jeez. Yeah, like they say, perfect timing. At the right place at the right time. Wow. See that? Oh, the humanity. Man. All right. I mean, there's too much to unpack here. First of all, we're glad the baby is in good health. That's that's it. The baby survived. It was not a scratch on the baby. So let's put that aside. Number two, of course, a man came into the rescue to retrieve this goofy woman from doing something very simple. A man had to come to the rescue. I don't think the wind was that aggressive. She simply forgot to put the brake on. This happens to a lot of people. So a man, of course, had to come to the rescue for doing something simple. That's number two. Number three, typical American, fat, overweight, and sloppy. All right, as you can see here being revealed by her attire, everybody keeps glamorizing being out of shape. Well, out of shape is not good, all right? This is a simple thing to do. All you have to do is fall forward fast, all right? That's called running. You have to fall forward fast, a simple jog. And, of course, if, if we were running from the uh, zombie apocalypse, she'd be dead. Mm. All right, she'd be dead in a jiffy. And no, I'm not going back to save you, ma'am. So number four, a minor injury, a minor in injury prevented her from recovering from said fall. She slipped in and stumbling and tripped in and fumbling just to go do a simple jog. She scraped her knee and could not recover. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Yo, man, out of shape. We need to we need to stop getting these people on the internet talking about obesity is okay and uh uh being overweight and out of shape doesn't indicate you're in bad health. Yes, you are if you cannot perform a simple jog. Let's go ahead and review it again without the volume and give it the breakdown. Here we go. Straggling sniggle. All right, so she sees the baby, takes two steps. And she's already top heavy and stumbling. She already lost her balance. All right. Obviously panicking. All right. Listen, she's frozen in fear. Flight or flight has been ignited. This stroller has been long gone before she realized it. And she thinks putting her hand out is going to help. That's going to be a no. We take two steps and we're already fumbling. All right. So now you have to engage your quads, your gluteus maximus, your gluteus minimus, your abdominal region, all right? All of these things that you guys don't worry about because you're on the internet, now you have to engage all of these things uh, uh, all together. And I've been telling you, gentlemen, I've been telling you, don't think you can do something if you don't practice it, right? You think you can self-defense yourself, but you don't practice it. You think you can get your firearms ready if somebody rolls up in your spot, but you don't practice it. You think you could just run and get going from uh, whatever you're running from, but you don't practice it. You think you can grapple, but you don't practice it. Don't think you're going to be, be able to do it if you don't practice it. And this is a case study of it right here. So now she's off balance. Let's go ahead and go forward. Boom. Now take a look at this. I mean, just talk about how pathetic this is. First of all, Normally, you would start to you would start to 
get things you're, you're starting to relieve yourself of things that could possibly be restrictive like something that you can trip on something that's gonna make your balance off you would first take that shit off and start running but not her she runs with the bag that is obviously going to tilt her center of gravity out slightly she just is unaware and goofy sometimes you need a man around so here we go all the way out superman sliding in the second base here Sliding in the second base. Guys, this is a, this, I know people think this message is not important. This is very important. Stay in good shape. So here we go. She can't even break her fall. Look at this, y'all. Look at this. She can't even break her fall. She probably broke her wrist right there. Boom. Look at that. Boy, are women goofy. They goofy. Like, how did you? Face planting? <laughs> are they not goofy? How are you face planting and you could have broke your fall? You could have rolled your shoulder. You could have tucked the shoulder. You could have tucked the shoulder and rolled through by engaging your abdominals. And you could have tucked your shoulder and rolled through and rolled through it and then got back up. Nah, she went straight to a face plant. This is impossible, guys. This shit is impossible. I want you to know. As an athlete, how impossible this shit is right here. <laughs> There's no way in hell that most men would even face plant like this. This is just you ended up face planting with your feet <laughs> up in the air. God. All right. Let's continue. OK, now. All right. This that's not if that's not worse enough. The baby's crying, doesn't know what's about to hit the poor thing. And look at this. Look at this sad state of America. She got four. Look at the tick, man. Titties all out. Shirt, well tail out. Flaps here, flaps. Oh, my goodness. This is America. Now you got this. Okay. She's got the wherewithal. She don't even know where she is. <laughs> she has no clue of where she is because she has a concussion now. She can't even remember what she was doing. Okay. Now she's on one knee. <laughs> She tries to get up. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! So, so now we can't recover. I don't know what is injured, ma'am. Is it your head, your wrist, your knee? Now we can't even stand. Up. We can't even stand up, bro. Like, what are we doing, man? We've fallen far as a country. As a country, we've fallen far, bro. So that simple fall has prevented you from rest. Let me, let's put it in perspective. Your baby's in danger. Hey, your baby's about to get, lose his life right now. And you got a scratch on your knee. You have a scratch on your knee. This is what happens, man. Come on. This is, this is unbelievable. I mean, come on, man. You got to crawl or something. So we can't establish the position back on your belly. Look at this. All of this exposed right here. We got to stop glamorizing death and decadence, man. Like, look at this. Now, let, look, we got a second attempt. Can't make it. Can't, can't answer the bell. Can't answer the bell. Can't get up. Your baby about to die. Think about this. Your baby's about to die. And if there's no men around, that's the end. That's the, that is the end. This is the disgraceful. I'm telling you, man, y'all need to get y'all health and order, man. This is this is 
I people say somebody, this is ridiculous. This is beyond ridiculous. I don't feel sorry for her. No, she's lucky that man came and was just like, he probably was like, what is going on here? What, what are we doing? What am I witnessing? Okay. Now we got what? Here comes the guy. Oh, hey, here comes the hero. Here comes the hero doing something simple. And this is an old man. This is an old man coming to the rescue. Why is this volume up? Old man coming to the rescue. All right. He's like, baby, you down? She still got. Look. She, oh, man. Everybody, everybody, y'all need to go. Y'all need to go get your health. This is the blue chip mindset. Go get your health in order. It's just, this should not be. This should not be at all. This tells me whoever she's married to ain't getting no sex. I've been telling my fitness clients this for a long time. I can tell you guys aren't having in, any intimacy. You're out of breath. Just, just standing, putting yourself on your hands and your knees and you're sweating. This is the ridiculous nature of Americans that we have um, the nerve to be able to eliminating physical education classes. We have the nerve to be promoting out of shape lifestyles. We have the nerve to be trying to overlook things because you could just sit in your house and record a video and say, I'm healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when shit hits the fan, and it will, you put yourself in a life a life uh, danger, she still can't get up. She still can't get up by herself. She needs help. Another man comes to the rescue. Another man comes to the rescue just to pick her up off the floor. All right, and so we got the child is still alive, thank goodness. She's disabled now. Look at that. I mean, that that was enough to debilitate her. I'm absolutely floored to me. Okay, let's watch it all in action just that fast. I mean, 10 seconds, y'all. 10 seconds. Look at this child. Gone. Just Look, she can't answer the bell. And now we have to have one man, not one man, not one man who was minding his own business, but two men. Minding their own goddamn business. All right. It's where we are in America. It's where we are. All right, straggling cynical theater. Yeah, that's our culture. We don't need no man. We can do it by ourselves. Captain Marvel, we need to get real with ourselves. We need to get real. All right, what do we got? NC Hamster says XXs have centuries of tradition going against 100 years of feminists stay on your game feminism he says stay on your game gents and let the xx's figure themselves out let uncle earl speak about it i got money all right john ellison says oh no not detroit he says you still gotta come watch your raiders get beat this year are we playing in detroit i think we are hmm. john ellison was quiet i didn't see you when we was talking all right, Big Doe Butter says, but how about them Lakers, coach? Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. They are turning it on. If they stay healthy, they're going to be a dangerous team. They beat Golden State the other day, the defending champions. Congratulations to the Lakers, man. They never, never really count LeBron out if he gets into the playoffs. All right, be real, Mahogany. If your girl tells you she has to go support a friend that is going through something on Cinco de Mayo, give it up, bro. Focus on yourself. Indeed, she going to the... She's going to the uh, party. Christopher Flores, what's up, coach? Did you catch Robert Kiyosaki's interview with Vlad TV? 
Robert made some good points. Is this a new one? I did catch the old one, but I don't know if this is a new one. But uh, Robert Kiyosaki is one of those guys that I like. He's like, I, he's one of those guys I mostly agree with and disagree. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I'll check out the interview. And Ancient Man says this just in Congress is considering cutting Section 8. All these 304 is going to be in a bind, man. Shout out to the in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yes, um, they're going to. Well, Congress is going through a very, very interesting thing here. We'll talk about that in a minute. John Ellison says, ouch. Shout out to Detroit. The Do Better Podcast with Theo Coop. I'm in Detroit, and we got to hold that L. All right, we'll show you something good about Detroit, maybe in about 10 years, all right? But uh, it's going to be difficult for me to, 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 to uh, dig it out. Pause. All right. Reese Johnson, he says, get that fish a bicycle. He says, fem, fail, poor baby. All right, poor baby. Imagine if there was no man around to save that poor child. That poor child would have been in trouble. All right, let's see here. What am I got going on here? We got our man Julius in the building. He says they not from Detroit. Those are Ohio plates. Oh, man, don't try to wriggle out of it now. All right, you see these brothers, they trying to get out of that Detroit. I didn't see no Ohio plates on that car. Let me go back and check. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see no plates. No, no. Go ahead and claim. Go ahead and claim that L. All right, it's all yours, Detroit. You see how they're trying to get out of it. All right. And uh, let's see here. Let me see here. Jig says the play-by-play of the woman and baby was hilarious. Shout out to you. Hey, sometimes you got to find some humor in a simple thing. Um, There's another funny video I was going to show. I just couldn't find it. Of a, There's a lady. She just tried to do something simple. Like um, she's trying to smack this. Um, <laughs> she's trying to smack this uh, plate of food from this guy. He's he's just moving the food like this. And she trying to smack it for some reason. And she ends up smacking herself. I mean, and falls down to the ground. Ladies, man, sometimes y'all be doing some stuff. Like, can y'all just accept? It's kind of goofy, man. I, but it's endearing. I like the goofiness, but just. <laughs> All right. It's kind of goofy. Shout out to them. And shout out to Brandon Bates. Every time I hear your name, uh, Brant, it's Brant Bates, not Brandon. Because, anyway, uh, Brant Bates, every time I hear your name, I think a psycho. All right. John Ellison says that Detroit-ish was indefensible. He says, I think if you're done, if you're done, wait, if you done make $50,000, he says you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Okay, so I think you meant don't. He says if you don't make more than $50,000, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Wow. This would solve America's problems. Who? Who agrees with that? Who agrees with that? My man taking it back to the original Constitution. <laughs> that means you know how many people wouldn't be allowed to vote? Oh, my Lord. Who thinks that's true? Who thinks that's a good one? I Listen, once if you make above 50 grand, you you like, yes, please. <laughs> All right. I think some people say I don't. I can see why people wouldn't like that. Because it basically, it would tip the scales. It would tip the scales to the people who don't have. And sometimes the people don't who don't have, they don't have, and it's not their fault all the way in many cases, not all. But um, I don't mind taking it back to the old days. You know, you got to own property or you got to own a business. You got to own something. I call it skin in the game, skin in the game. However, are you fully aware that most people who, who vote 
I won't say this as a as a certainty, but uh, there's a lot of people who don't. I'm sorry. Let me take it back. There's a lot of people who do vote that don't own shit. Like they they don't make any money. They don't make any money. Like just take young people for example, 18 to 25. That is going to be the most important voting populace in this next presidential election. That's going to be the most important populace in this next presidential election, age 18 to 25. They're going to vote for their future. They're basically going to stab everybody in America in the eyeballs. All right, that's basically what they're going to do. All right, so, and they're going to delete their future. But they don't own shit, and they probably don't make more than $30,000 a year. All right, that's what it is. So um, this is kind of one of the problems of America because a lot of times at the last second, a lot of people do voter drives, there's pushes, there's rock to vote, there's get your ass out and vote, there's no voting, no bucking, there's get your ass to the poll. There's a great shift of getting people to get voter registration at the last minute where they don't do their due diligence on the complete topics and they make a they make a dent in the polls. There's a significant amount of them in the polls, man. So that's a big, that's a big strategy. In fact, I would be willing to say 75% of Americans don't pay attention to anything political much anything political other than the normie talking points like Joe Biden, F Joe Biden, or F you Brandon. And then the other side's going MAGA Republicans, orange man, bad. Like that's the periphery. Nobody's paying attention. 75% are not paying attention at all. This is why we call them the deaf, dumb and blind. Yeah. Yeah. The bit, the democratic fish fry poll. Anyway. All right. Shout out to Newski says blue chip is my favorite show of the week. Focus on getting your money, not losing your money. And we are responsible for it. Our life is going good or bad. We're responsible for it, I believe. Shout out to you making me look good out here. Reading live on the screen. All right, um, let me do two more and then we'll get it going. And by the way, apparently in Georgia, there's a group of people who cannot even figure out how to get an identification. So this is how low it goes, <laughs> right? Like they can't even find out how to get a ID from the from the uh, DMV. Think about that. <laughs> like think about how think about how lackluster that voting populace is. So yeah, I mean this is what I'm told. This is not a truth. Yeah, no, this is what I was told during the last uh, Senate race in Georgia. There were people saying that there were um there was some voter fraud or some some uh, discrimination in voting because this group didn't have access to the internet and they couldn't get voter IDs, right? Remember? So that's how low the populace of voting is in America. They can't even get an ID. So ID should not be required. This is what I was told by Papa Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Tom Joe. The dictator, last one, says, having a good laugh this morning. I was at the grocery store. Kaylee's were there. Two big dogs came in. Guess who was getting their face licked? feeding the dogs, and it took an hour off of work and took an hour off of work to help the dogs outside. Wow. So, yes, Kaylee's love getting they face licked. I mean, Kaylee's will be good, but they be getting they face slurped by dogs like Scooby-Doo. I'll be like, yo, Kaylee. Hey, any Kaylee's watching? Why in the hell do y'all let dogs lick your face like that? All up on the lips, the eyeballs. I'm like, that's what you, your lips was all over my salami last night i was kissing them lips they love that shit man there's something childish about that i mean that's immediately i'm gonna put you at the eight-year-old level 
you're going to stand up there <laughs> and the dog just licking their whole face. I told you about that story. I saw this Kaylee. She, she saw my dog. She got right down. She got down right down in their little, you know, they flexible as hell. So she just folded herself down, got down back next to Nova. I was looking at her. I was like, mm, mm. she got the Nova's face. She picked Nova, let Nova slick, lick, lick. I'm looking at her like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing with this shit? All right, licking the dog. All right, let's continue, man. What do we got here? All right, what do we got here? Oh, uh, why are these clips out of order? I definitely got clips out of order. Oh, I was still doing Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I got more clips. But um, you know what? We'll skip those. We'll come back to those potentially. Steven Crowder. Let's go to Steven Crowder. Uh, guys, this is going to be a lesson and a blue chip mindset lesson. This is a lesson for you guys. Uh, if you ever go through a breakup or a divorce, it's going to be one of those things that you didn't see coming. Many times you were blindsided. She handed you the scissors. You did the cutting. Many times you walked away amicably, right? You was like, I'll go your way. You go my way. That's what the last conversation is. The last conversation is never get your shit. Get your shit. It's never that. That's blown out of proportion. The last conversation is like, well, if you want to end it, let's end it. Okay, I'll end it. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. All right, that's what it is. There's Most of the time in marriages, there's no broken hearts. You guys were already emotionally divorced before the divorce. I, I keep telling you guys that. People keep applying it to me. In marriages, when the divorce happens, there was already a two-year lead time before, like y'all was already broke up two years before that, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You was already like, oh, shit, all right. Let's just go on and pull this trigger. It never was like, what? After you was just making love with your wife, you making love, having dinner by candlelight. It never was that. It was always be like, all right, don't yo, bitch. I don't give a damn. Okay. So anyway, let's get to it. Steven Crowder, what not to do in a divorce. First of all, gentlemen. Oh, the humanity. Sorry, wrong sound effect. Do not, do not fight your divorce in the court of public opinion. And this is the sad case of it. And let's give you the uh, update of what's going on. Steven Crowder, of course, he wants to respond to all the dirt being thrown on his name. So now the media has picked this up. This was probably on uh, Saturday. They picked it up. And guess what? The media is not on his side, of course. Steven Crowder issues groveling apology. Okay. I don't think this is a groveling apology. All right. Steven Crowder basically was like, oh, okay. I see she's cheating and using the court of public opinion, AKA leaking, um, leaking one-sided information and videos to the media or to members of, of society. And now he realized the gloves are off and she's playing dirty. One thing I've been telling you guys is you need to play dirty in a divorce, play dirty because she's going to play dirty. She's going to muddy up the whole field. And an amicable divorce can turn into a non-amicable divorce quickly when you realize that the other side's playing dirty. So now this is his response. I feel that we should play it because we talked about it and this is good teaching. Let's go. Oh, and there's an advert. God dang it. All right. So we got an advert. So give me a second before so I can clear this shit up. All right. Here we go. I knew they were going to advert me, but uh, okay, we got skippable ads. All right, so let me see here. Let's go ahead and roll it back. Roll it back. I knew they were going to get me, but here we go. Stephen Crowder, your turn. What happened? 
Tuesday, requesting privacy in the best interest of the family, but also by court order agreed upon by all parties. Look, broken marriages are ugly, and in them people do ugly things. Myself, of course included, I would never claim otherwise. However, due to recent misleadingly edited leaks to the tabloid press without context and not subject to consequences of the court, well, if not privacy, the next best option is truth. So today, I have filed a motion to officially unseal all files as they relate to the matter of legal record finances, relevant medical records, including mental health history or evaluations, depositions, and any motions or sanctions from the courts of Texas. I will not be leaking private marital information to the press, but if the privacy agreements are not respected by all parties, I will address all that is a matter of irrefutable legal record in full context next week. I appreciate Steven Crowder and good luck, man. Fight the good fight. If you think you're being victimized in this system, uh, we call the family court in the divorce. If you think you're being un, uh, treated unfairly in the family court or in a divorce, the court of public opinion, fight your fight. However, <laughs> however, Ninja, I would advise you to just pay this bitch off and move on. Okay. Pay her off. Shut her up. Get a non-disclosure. Get your ass a get your ass a form. Fill that shit out. Cut the check and skedaddle. <laughs> cut the check. Do not do this because people are not. I, I know you think giving them more information is going to help you. It is not. You're basically arming them with more information to torpedo your ass. They're never going to see it your way. The media has already portrayed you as a demon in this one based on a one minute, 30 second edited clip that I broke down that I gave him not a favorable uh, review, but I also told him as well. I don't believe that I, I believe that she kept these receipts to demonize you. Okay. And so this is what you're being, you're being demonized and this is, you're never going to recover from it. If they find anything in these record records, all right, that they can pick out with a fine tooth comb, they're going to comb it and they're going to find everything that is going to not help you they're going to find everything that's going to not help you and if there's any situation where you're opening up, up records about medical information um um a uh, uh, history of uh, uh, uh mental health they're going to blame that on you it is all Jermaine's fault it's always Jermaine's fault guys they're going to blame that on you if your wife went off the deep end they're going to blame you ninja <laughs> they're going to blame you. If she started to uh, look down the bottom of a bottle every night, they're going to blame you, brother. They're going to blame you. And that's you. If she decided to be uh, uh, what they call taking your own life-itis, meaning she wants to self-delete, they're going to blame you. And that's you. They're going to say you caused it. Now, they're not going to say, well, she was bipolar or she had, um, she had, um, she had borderline personality disorder they're not going to call her a narcissist they're, they're going to say it was because of the abuse you put her through and they're going to refer back to that one that one piece of video that that served as the first talking point the first uh the first shot that was fired they're going to refer back to that and you say it's edited but that's not that's neither here nor there okay so that's the first thing about that so let's go ahead and go back now do I wish it was different, guys? I do wish it was different. I wish dudes would fight, fight this system, but the system is not fightable. That part is not fightable. What is fightable and the best 
um, um, the best information we can give you is vote with your feet and vote with your wallet. Let your feet and your wallet do the talking. There's no need to talk because the debt, the more you talk, the more you bury yourself. Gentlemen, the more you talk, the more you bury yourself. And so we broke this down. There's their marriage. There's the, there's the husband and wife, the lovely husband and wife, by the way, they were supposedly a traditional marriage and it's going South. See traditional ma to tr free, free women cost the most. <laughs> okay. Free women cost the most. Uh, we broke down this video, so I won't break it down too much, but we know she knows she's being recorded and he's not. She's exposing her belly, completely manipulating him, gaslighting him. Um, and she's also showing herself to be the good guy. And he's basically not knowing he's recorded and he's looking like the bad guy. Of course, when these things happen, um, as I tell you, when a woman makes an allegation about you, what happens? Typically, you fight the allegation, but then other women come out. This is an opportunity for other potential victims or alleged victims to come out and tell their story. Many times they might believe they can't tell their story unless there's another stronger story. And this is what's happening to Steven Crowder now. See, this is how divorce and amicable, amicable divorce turns left. If you just don't cut the check, tell her to be quiet, give her the house, give her the one car you had, give her the $25 million contract and just walk and start over. You have the ability to. Okay, so check this out now. Check this out. This is May 2nd. So yesterday, Steven Crowder exposed himself at work, ex-staffers say. Somebody says, when men get in their emotions, she got you. Guys, do not get in their emotional playground. That's their pig pen to fight in. Let them throw all the dirt and all of that shit in there. You just go ahead and go become, become a free agent and move the hell on. Now he's exposed. See, this is, this is what happens. This is what happens. Everybody sees an opportunity. And yes, they kick you when you're down. Now, I don't know if he exposed himself or not. But the story didn't come out until all of this shit came out. You see what I mean? That's the point I want to make. The story didn't come out until now. Why now? Why now? Because maybe they see a wounded animal. Maybe they see uh, a man who has been hurt and distracted. Maybe he did what he did and he needs to be um, uh, held accountable for that particular action if it is in fact true. But we heard nothing about that prior. This is why. If the shit was hitting the fan in your marriage, you might have should guys tighten that shit up before it goes public. But you cannot fight in the court of public opinion. This is just a sad reality. And this is the latest headline as of this morning. This is how bad it's getting for him. And I'm sure the best advice for him that I would give him, leave it alone. Just keep it moving. Don't address it. Don't address it. Keep it moving. Do your show. And um, if people want you to address it, maybe put it on a member stream uh, for $100 million, I don't know what to do. But here it is, the headline right here. This is as of yesterday, uh, today, today, 4.30 a.m. today. The knives are out for right-wing shock jock, Steven Crowder. So here it goes. Even conservative outlets are coming after Steven Crowder, the outlandish right-wing radio host who was outed this week for allegedly exposing his genitals reportedly to employees. So, yeah, man, this is what happens. You know, there's a lot of things to unpack. He might need to address some behaviors that he has that people might have known about behind the scenes. But these things were behind the scenes until the divorce. And then the divorce, the uh, video of his marriage came out 
And now it's time to pounce. Now it's time to pounce. And if he did these things, yes, he's going to be held accountable, potentially have to overcome that. And he can overcome that. We live in a forgiving society, but now he probably has to be the one to realize the position he's in. And it's time to cut bait. Time to cut bait. All right, leave that shit alone. <laughs> Keep it moving. Don't fight it. Yep, nobody's safe. All right. Be careful out here. All right, so the next thing we're going to get to, we're going to get to that money. Let's get to the money. I got money. Blue chip mindset. Let's get into this. You guys know I reported on, I reported, so-called reporter over here. I reported that we are going to, at, at, um, at the very first time in history, potentially not be able to pay our debts. Now, you guys know we always talk about this, and um, there's always some sort of last-minute deal being made between the Republicans and the Democrats, Democrats in the um, in the Senate and uh, or the House to try to find a way to meet these obligations. But this time it seems a little bit different. And so our um, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has come out and said that, you know what, by June 1st, we're going to be in trouble, which is less than 30 days. We will not be able to meet our obligations. And thus, we need to come up with a plan. This is when the Republicans and Democrats get together and they come up with a plan, print more money, cut spending, cut this, cut that, do this and do that. But now there's probably the first time in history a sense that we are not on one accord and they're playing political games with you. Right. The Republicans are trying to push forward a bill that basically cuts out all of the things that the Democrats have been promoting, such as the greenhouse and grass, like all of that shit. All right. They're trying to push forth a debt. I mean, a budget that disregards and, and eliminates all of the shit that the Democrats are trying to put in. The Democrats themselves are trying to go behind back doors and sneak a bill through without approval from the Republicans that essentially essentially says print more money. But if you want the blow to blow, blow by blow, blow of how this is going to affect you. And that's you. I'm going to tell you right here. Yeah, they're trying to cut Section 8. Republicans trying to cut Section 8. They're trying to get these uh, straggle daggles off of welfare. So there, there's a very big push and shove, which will lead to potentially the first time in history. Debt. Uh, us, the United, I'm sorry, the United States not being able to pay their obligations. What does it mean for you? Let's go ahead and get it down for you guys. If the government defaults on its debts, just like you ninjas out here, y'all defaulting on your debt all the time. All right. So I'm going to read directly from this one. If the government defaults on its debts, something the U.S. has never done. All right. So do not listen to people say. Do not listen to people say we have this conversation all the time. This potentially is going to be an issue if this happens. I believe it's not going to happen. They're going to have a last minute. Um, opportunity to rescue us, which is going to mean print more money. Okay? We're going to go print more money route, which is not good. Okay. Let me just tell you, we're in a situation where print more money is not the answer. Okay. We need to go through a difficult time. All right. We're just delaying the inevitable, inevitable and kicking the can down the road. So for people who think, oh, we'll just solve it by, uh, you know, by, 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 we'll just solve it and we'll, we'll come to an agreement. I don't think that's the best idea, but it's better than nothing. If the U.S. defaults on its debt, something the U.S. has never done, financial markets could tank. We're almost here. Hurting 401ks, mm. all right, and other investments. It would mean higher home and auto loan rates. Jesus, that's something we don't need. Higher home and auto loan rate, uh, rate 
uh, rates. So essentially, I mean, look, we're almost at what? I think uh, eight to nine percent on. No, we might be up to on a home loan. Right. I haven't looked because I'm not even looking, looking at 12 percent, 12 percent potentially on a mortgage rate up from between nine to 12 percent. All right. If you're talking about going higher than that, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We cannot ill afford that. By the way, I think if you print more money, 7% now. So 7 to 9%, 7 to 9%, 7 to 9%. I think maybe you're looking at 7%. That's with good credit. That's with good credit, right? That's with, that's with not some prime credit. But um, if we get higher auto loans, that's going to mean that people are going to need to extend their auto payments out probably to 84 months just to buy a car or even further. All right, you can buy down the rate, but obviously if you have subprime credit, you might not be able to buy down that rate. All right, not many people are in a position to buy down rates, but it would be interesting. So other than that, you also have uh, higher rates on credit card payments, which people can ill afford that. All right, because people are paying very, very high interest on credit card payments. People can ill afford that. There's a lot of people who are living off credit and credit cards, buying groceries and stuff. We covered that the other day, blue chip mindset. And officials have warned and could stop payments on government programs such as Social Security and military salaries. Okay? So they're going to cut payments to and programs, government programs such as Social Security, which has always been rumored. That has been a rumor for probably the last 50 years. Social Security will be cut in or run out. So not only do you have Social Security cut, potentially you have 401ks being affected. All right. And then it says right here, bondholders would also not be paid what they are owed on time. That's that's terrible right there. So if you got into a government issue bond, right, and you sacked your money over there and you wanted to withdraw your money, they're potentially saying you cannot get your money out of these bonds. This is what they're saying, potentially. And a lot of people put their money in bonds for two years, three years, four years, five years. Okay. And now I can't get the money out on time. What's going on here? That could force me to be in a very, very, that could force me to be in a pickle. It says right here, and the domino effect could trigger a recession and a stock market crash. And this is what the economists are saying. Who knows if this is a combination of things, if this is a total of things, we don't know. Okay, but it says right here, Congress since 1960 has acted 78 times to permanently uh, raise, temporarily extend, or revise the definition of the debt limit 49 times under Republican presidents and 29 times under Democrat presidents, according to the Treasury Department. So this debt limit conversation is, as you can see, not new. We always have found a way to get out of it. However, people are really concerned about this one because we're already in a very tight crunch budget-wise, home ownership, things are going away, cashless society. We got a lot of things going on that the straw can break the camel's back. So pay attention to this. You got less than 30 days for the U.S., the Republicans and Democrats to bring a favorable bill to the, the table. But also there's going to be what? There's going to be pork in this bill, right? Everybody knows what pork is. There's going to be pork in this bill, right? There's going to be things that are going to be negotiated that are unfavorable. There's going to be all kind of political shit. Get rid of Section 8. Get rid of this. Get rid of the green house effect or whatever they're doing. Then there's also going to be 
stuff that the Democrats are pushing in to actually tip the scales and penalize people who support over there, extra programs, 32 million to Ukraine, all of this stuff that is going to go in there. All right, pork. It's going to be pork in there. And so there's going to be a lot of things that, yeah, we get the debt limit solved. We get our debt crisis solved temporarily until next year. But there's also going to be things in those bills that affect you that you don't even know. So let's get to this right here. Cashless society. This is, uh, no, this is not the cashless society. This is the another, another set of banks regionally crash. All right, here we go. New, 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 new world order. All right, and so the regional banks are struggling right now. Several regional banks have crashed, causing the second and third largest bank uh, bank crashes in, in so many years. Okay, I'm looking for my chart here. I can't find my chart. My bank, my bank, t- bingo. Did I get rid of it? I think I got rid of it. All right, so we were going to play bank crash bingo. And right now, that's probably the fifth, sixth, or seventh bank. I can't find my chart. All right, so I guess we're not playing today. I don't know what happened. But PacWest, Western Alliance crash as regional bank fears continue to shake the markets. And if you were paying attention to the markets the other day, I think it was yesterday or the day before, banks were losing mad value, stock uh, value um, over the last two days. I mean, they were losing tons and tons of value. In fact, the last bank that crashed, their bank uh, stock price was down to like $9 or even less, okay? $9 or even less. And so what are they doing with this advert here? I don't even know. But let's go with PacWest and Western Alliance plunged Tuesdays as investors remain convinced the worst was not yet over for troubled regional banks. Yes, yesterday they was getting annihilated. Says right here, Pac, uh, West ended Tuesday 28% down while Western Alliance dropped 15% of the regional banks, also plummeted, including Zions, Comerica Bank, and Key Bank, which all fell between 9 to 12%. All right, and so I'm not going to go through the story. You guys can look at it. Pacific West and Western Alliance were also among the financial institutions, along with First Republic, that came under intense scrutiny following the May 10th and May 12th failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank And then there also was another bank last week that crashed. But if you're paying attention, man, banks are in trouble. What should you do? You should make considerations of what to do with your money if it's held in the bank. All right. There's bank runs being done right now. You just don't see it. You don't see the lines. Okay. What you're looking for are the lines. You're looking for lines of people lined up in front of a bank withdrawing money. All right. And taking deposits out of accounts. You don't see these lines because everything can be done digitally, right? You also don't see these lines because you don't have no money in the bank. And so you're going to these banks and you might think these banks are solvent, but they're very, they're very much not. And so people are converting them to tangible goods, collectibles, um, maybe potentially Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and also get gold, um, brass, all of these things. They're converting them right up under your nose. But since you are a person that might have a thousand dollars in your bank account, you might not be concerned with this until it's too late. Okay, till it's too late. And uh, then you will figure out what's going on and you will be in a panic, but everybody will have already made their adjustments doing what they're doing. And they're smart enough to do this without you noticing. So you guys got to pay attention to what's going on. And typically women are very ignorant to these things. They don't have a clue. Okay. Mm. They don't have a clue. 
they're going to completely miss it. I would say 90% of women is going to go fly right over their heads. Why? Because they are not concerned about those things. They're still talking about what type of lip gloss they're going to buy. They don't have a clue at how tight things are financially. I actually showed you last night about women still shopping. They still go into the mall. They still want their stuff. And then when they get into a tight pickle and that rent is due, they start calling you what? On January, on the 27th of the month. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah, they still worrying about lip glop. All right. They want to see what type. Oh, I, I like Fenty lip glop over Chanel lip glop. All right. That's what they find. That's what they thinking about all day. Kind of just Tweety Birds. Yep. They try to fight the patriarchy, which don't exist no more. All right. Right now, we're in a situation where the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Uh, men don't have that much of a significant advantage. Let's talk about that money. All right. Um, let's talk about reverse ATMs. All right. I haven't seen the video. Somebody shared this with me talking about potentially reverse ATMs. All right. Hold up. What that mean? What is a reverse ATM? My Lord. That sounds interesting, but let's see. All right. We're going to take you to this woman here. I think I've seen her before. All right. Let me see what she's talking about. And this is how they plan on taking the money off of the street. Things are changing fast in this digital world, so much so that a growing number of businesses will not even accept cash anymore. Yeah, they are starting to set up reverse ATMs that quickly turns cash into a prepaid debit card to be used on the fly. And Dre Clark explains from New York City. Dre new, 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 new world order. See, Dave Ramsey, wake up. I've been telling y'all this is going down. All right. And they what, what do I tell you? They're not going to make it. They're not going to make an announcement. You guys think when I tell you these so-called conspiracies that the president is going to get in front of everybody. All right. Turn on all your cash and go coins. No, they actually do these things. They get you used to it. This is a commercial. This is a commercial. This is a commercial as to what to do. This is instruction for boomers. OK, baby boomers cannot wait to good morning. American goes comes on so they can get their instructions as to what to do. They've been programmed like this for almost 60 years. So this is a commercial as to what you're supposed to do when you see one of these and how to convert your cash into a debit card. Okay. This is how it works. They don't come out and make you panic. They just say, if you see one of these, you know, it might be convenient because your store might stop uh, taking cash. All right. So let's go ahead and continue. The normie's going to eat this shit up. Hey, I've never heard of this. Mitch has never heard of this. What? Mitch. All right, here we go. What's it about? Yeah, you know, I never heard of it either until I read about it last night. It's relatively new, but it's slowly but surely catching on. You know, cash is really still king, but reverse ATMs are definitely the way of the future as more businesses look for ways to go cashless. Here at Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan, they already have machines inside the arena that can actually convert your cash into a debit card here. Now, now this was, cons you realize, you realize this was conspiracy for a long time. <laughs> right this right here was major league conspiracy oh no we'll never but you thought that they were just gonna just uh a store was just gonna say we're not gonna take cash and your cash was gonna just sit over here right what are we gonna do with it well they got your ass they were like oh here's an atm where you can just convert your shit over oh that's simple and now you're gonna be putting your dollar bills in there oh that makes sense you're gonna get your little card mm. <laughs> now it makes sense because it's going to make sense for you now. You're going to be like, oh, no big deal. I'll just turn my card over, my cash over the card. That's how fast they get you. That's how they fast they get you. Let's continue. And uh, y'all owe a lot of people an apology. 
Y'all owe a lot of these conspiracy theorists apologies right here. Here we go. Here you can see exactly how it works. You load money into a kiosk like you see here, and within seconds, you can get a receipt confirming your conversion and a prepaid active card. Many of the prepaid cards are either MasterCard or Visa, and you can use them anywhere where those cards are accepted. And this is how they plan on. And this thus does hands over the control, right? So if they then, now this doesn't sound like conspiracy. So CBDC jumps on the scene July, August, September. It makes sense. The store puts up a kiosk. Ah, we don't take cash no more. Boom, you pat, you convert it over to your little card. Your card, you, you put your little CBCD number in there. Boom, that fast, just like that. All right, and so this is where we're looking at right here. Uh, this potentially is going to hit the scene, um, and uh, this is where we're going. It is right there. Shout out to Mitch. <laughs> wow. I'm taking the money off of the street. Things are changing fast in this digital world, so much so that a growing number of businesses will not even accept cash anymore. Yeah, they are starting to set up reverse ATMs. It quickly turns cash into a prepaid debit card to be used on the fly. And Dre Clark explains from New York City. Dre, I've never heard of this. Mitch has never heard of this. What's it about? Yeah, you know, I never heard of it either. until. What a shock, Mitch. All right, here we go. I read about it last night. It's relatively new, but it's a slowly but And most people never heard of it. Most people never will. They just gonna see the machine. And by the way, they're gonna just go. They're gonna get. They're gonna get pushed to the machine. They're gonna be like, "There's a machine over there," and you're gonna go, "Okay, I want my jacket." You're gonna pay for it, all right? Um, but um, if you're wondering how this is gonna work out long term, we've already told you. Surely catching on. You know, cash is really still king, but reverse ATMs are definitely the way of the future as more businesses look for ways to go cashless. Here at Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan, they already have machines inside the arena that can actually convert your cash into a debit card here. Now, here you can see exactly how it works. You load money into a kiosk. What did I tell you about instructions? I said, this is a commercial. This is a commercial. He's giving you instruction. Oh, well, this is how it works. What you do is when you see the machine. (laughs) I've been telling y'all this is a commercial. When you go there, you simply just load your cash. You get a card, 2.8% gets wiped off of your cash. That's like you see here. And within seconds, you can get a receipt confirming your conversion and a prepaid active card. Many of the prepaid cards are either MasterCard or Visa, and you can use them anywhere where those cards are accepted. See, that was an instruction. Oh, yep. You could get their little card. You can use them everywhere where Visa MasterCard is accepted. Simple. Bada bing, bada boom. Bang. All right. So this is just a commercial. This is just a commercial to get normies and NPCs, oxygen thieves and knuckle draggers to just make the simple rules. They gave you the damn script. You did it. All right. So let's take her off my screen. This is where we're going. And you have to have a plan related to this. Maybe you should start maybe getting tangible assets as to try to hold on to control of this. If you have jobs that you're getting paid under the table, those jobs are going to go away. It's going to be difficult for you to do these transactions. It's going to be easy to tax you and potentially down the line, easy to put controls on you. It's not conspiracy anymore. I know a lot of people thought this ain't true. I've been talking about this for what, a year and a half, two years. All right. And everybody thought I was crazy. And here we are, Coach Adamas here. And shout out to all the people who've been warning uh, people that this was coming as well. It is what it is. We do have, we do have 50 Cent. The rapper 50 Cent is going to make a appearance on the Money Mindset. 
or this is the blue chip mindset. We'll tell you about money mindset later. 50 Cent is going to talk about consumerism. Go ahead and break it down, Fifth. You can keep them up. All right, we're going to have to replay it, all right, because I can't do it. All right, so he's going to talk about buying sneakers. This is an older video, but let's play it. He's talking about $6,000 for sneakers. These are going for six grand. Wow. You can keep them up. They're $5,000 for the shoes. You can go buy a small car. You can go buy a, a fucking Chrysler for $5,000. <laughs> Ain't no shoe ever going to be no wheel. I don't care what you say. 750. These are Pick probably. Why those are 700 dollars We saying five, four seventy five. That said it cost more because of the date. I'm done. Joe, I'm not trying nothing on. God damn it, I gotta get out of here. I got other things to do. You know, these are going for six grand. Shout out the fifth. <laughs> All right. And so anybody who's talking about slavery and reparations, he realized that that slave produced uh quality clothes that um that was made for twenty dollars somewhere in a sweatshop and now they're over here just raking you over the clothes for collectors now for collectors you do what you do but for a lot of people they just aren't comfortable with that for a variety of reasons and even wealthy people like 50 is like nah this just doesn't make sense uh so don't get too involved with consumerism there's going to be a period of time where you chase things that you desire when you get them, just like every human being, those things will end up on the floor somewhere and it will have less meaning than it did when you didn't have it. So be careful with consumerism. I know you guys want nice things and shiny things. Go get them. Collect. Be involved. If you're passionate about them, do it. But don't think you should get these things to impress other people because they were $650 and $700. They're $700. They're, the, price, the price is completely um, over the market price. The true wholesale price of that item is $700 to you. It's $700 to the people who might be impressed by it. But to everybody else, it's a $15 product. It means very little to us. So anyway, um, and once you get them, it being, it, once you get them, it only means $700 to you and other people who might understand that. Even 50 cents like now. All right. Absolutely not. So be careful with that and consumerism. Last thing right here, and this is a lesson to you brothers right here, and this is something that I would suggest to you as a blue chip mindset individual. I've shared this before, and here's a guy right here who's living the true blue chip mindset. If you hit a lick, if you get rich, if things work out for you, you got to pop smoke and ghost. Get the hell up mm. out of there, man. According to this, lottery winner claims jackpot in a scream mask so his relatives don't recognize him. Shout out to him. Yo, hey, this is exactly what you should do. <laughs> a man of my own mindset. This is the blue chip mindset right here. Don't let nobody know what you hold. All right, because, you know, even your mom, even your mom's a set that ass up properly gassed up, hoodied and masked up for that fast buck. She be laying in the kitchen to light that ass up. Indeed. Mm. All right. Shout out to Biggie. And so this guy knows the blue chip mindset is get selfish, ninja, get your money, get your bag, stay quiet, ghost everybody's ass and you stay selfish. But a lot of people will say. They were responsible for your success. Nope. All right. I made you. Nope. You didn't make a goddamn thing. Hey, man. <laughs>
All right. They'll do it. And I'm telling y'all, sometimes even the best people in the West, most well-intended brothers, um, you guys will try to help people who didn't help themselves and claim your success. And ultimately, guess what? Guess what? They take all your money and they use you as a utility. All right. So anyway, anyway, let's get to the uh, super chats there. I love that story. All right. Get your ass go. Get your money and ghost. Take only maybe a few people with you. You can't take everybody. All right. Super chat time. What do we got here? What do we got here? What? All right. My man DB Stoic says. Uh, CGA, appreciate what you do. Outstanding content. Keep spreading the good news. Men don't need a woman to be complete. He says simply financial self-deletion out here. Your biggest bill is women. Men's biggest bills most of the time is women or related to women. We, we talk about this. All right. And so what you guys got to do is get your priorities in order. These are all the things. I give you all of these things. You guys should be able to take notes. Get your priorities in order. Your priorities should not be your establishment of women. That's going to come from this fairy tale um, of which the fairy tale is steeped in debt. I'm going to break that down. Your fairy tale is steeped in debt and it is sold and marketed to you. And you believe without these things, you're not going to be able to be the man you need to be or the lady, the ladies that are watching me. You're not going to be able to be the lady you need to be because you've been marketed ideas of a fairy tale that don't exist. It's not real. I hate to burst your bubble. I'm a realist. I'm not a, I'm not a negative person. I just know what's real and what's not. Although I do watch professional wrestling. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Henry Resilient. No judge will grant his motion. It's frivolous. All right. Shout out to you on that one. And I have to get a little bit of context. All right. But uh, I believe you were talking about um, uh, Steven Crowder opening up the um, opening up the records, unsealing them. All right. Sad state. Everett Walker, CGA. He says, I want to get into content creation. Should I start a whole new social media page and ditch my old one or just the pages? I have everything. Um, appreciate everything you do. Coach gang for life. Um, at some point which people don't understand the long form game is me. I'm going to help people with their content creation. Um, but um, I actually help people now. They just don't pay me because I don't have a job. All right. But um, uh, content creation, I always tell you guys, uh, if you're going to be a content creator, start fresh, start new. Uh, your worst, your worst people are going to be people that know you. All right. Your worst clients are going to be people you who know you. Inevitably, you will not be able to sell them who you are. I told you guys, and here, check this out. My family members, my mother, my father, my sisters, many of my friends, some of my friends, most of my clients, most of my old uh, high school friends that you keep on Facebook for no goddamn reason to keep in touch with them. You're steady trying to impress them on Facebook. They're steadily giving you likes. You ain't never going to see these people again ever in your life unless you go to the high school reunion. But for some reason, your whole persona is based on the opinions of these jackasses. They're, they're nobodies to you. But here's the thing. Those people didn't even know who I was till I had like 50,000 subs on YouTube. Most people had no clue. Most people who were close to me and grew up with me, they had no clue that I was Coach Greg Adams. I hit like 50,000 subs and it was like, what? Because I did that shit completely separate. I did it separate. I, I let it rise and grow. I didn't put the videos out for them. I did it over here. All right. And so if you're making content creation, 
Start over here. Don't start with your friends because your friends are going to watch it and not even um, not even like your shit, not even comment on your shit. They're going to completely ignore it on social media. But then when they see you in person, they're going to be like, I saw you posting. I saw you post something. And you'd be like, Ninja, why you didn't like it? How come you didn't comment on it? You waited till you saw me and then you were like, oh, man, I saw you. were." They sitting up there hating on your ass and they're going to hate and not push you through the algorithm. But you know who will? Strangers. <laughs> strangers people who don't know you people who appreciate what you're doing i'm telling you people found me when i was at 200,000 subscribers i had a dude email me that i was very close with when i, when I was younger he emailed me he was like bro this you <laughs> and i had 200,000 subscribers on my main page they were like what it was like bro you've been doing this the whole time yep when you do your business first thing you do if your circle isn't good Net, good group of networking people like they don't have resources leave they ass completely out of it leave they ass completely out of it they can catch up when they catch up all right let's get on to this right here we got uh patrick pierre banks crash get your bitcoin and crypto if you know new 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 world order all right shout out to you michael merriweather says street pharmacists are doomed um there's gonna be always a black market for cash. All right. And so this is just my opinion. This is not going to be steeped in anything that I know. I'm Coach Shadamas. Cash will always have some sort of value. Will it be valued as the same thing it is with the whatever it says on the note? I probably say I doubt it. All right. And so there's there's people that won't do the cash transaction. There's people who won't jump on it and they'll just have to go black market. So that, that's like saying um the US is going to do something to get rid of drugs. All right. But that's not the truth. There's the this pharmaceutical industry, there's street pharmacists. They're going to be able to do it, and there's going to be a black market for cash. All right, um, Chinatown, you still going to be able to, <laughs> you still going to be able to buy your fake Louis Vuitton and your fake uh, Ray Bans and your fake Rolexes. You'll still be able to do it. All right, and so you also will be able to use tangible things to barter and trade with. So there's always going to be a market for it. It's just the fact that normies tend to not do that. Somebody says I disagree. All fiat currency currency eventually goes back. To the original value which is zero but black market like 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 black market um always has a value i think i'm 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 assuming maybe maybe you're 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 talking about it as it's um it has zero value it has zero value in a store but black market is always going to be around black market's always going to be around i mean so there's always going to be a reason to trade something for something I mean, how, how much does how much does peace leave cost? <laughs> right. Simply could be worthless and trash or it could be worth four thousand dollars. All right. That's just negotiable. <laughs> right. It's just a value. There's a value to it to somebody. All right. People trade a lot of other things other than fiat currency. So it's going to have a value. There's always going to be a black market for everything. All right. So anyway, <laughs> He says black market is like that is inevitable. Yep, you're never going to be able to completely crush the black market. Now, over time, it could disappear, but there's always going to be a reason to trade something for something. <laughs> All right, so we got, um, and oh, uh, by the way, normies don't use the black market. So that's kind of where people won't understand what it is, right? How much is a baseball card worth, right? How much is a baseball card worth? So baseball cards worth is worthless 
to somebody if you don't even know what the hell it is. But it's a form of currency. It is a form of currency. You had a right baseball card. That shit could be worth $50,000. You got the wrong baseball card. That shit could be worth 50 cents. So that's the thing. I think for, for who in, in the person's hands is worthless. But on the market, it can be worth a whole bunch. So it's just going to be relative. Where are we at? Michael Merriweather says street pharmacists are doomed. MC Hanser says Ben Franklin said many men believe they are buying pleasure when they are really selling themselves to it. Yeah, they're buying pleasure, but they're just selling themselves to it. Yeah, man. Trust me, I've been in a position to buy some things that I thought when I bought it, I would cherish it and love it, <laughs> right? I would be in all of it, enamored with it. I would frame it. I would hang it up nice. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. I bought some things, went in and spent a lot of money on them things, and them things are sitting in my closet rotting. All right, those things are just sitting over there. All right, ain't doing shit. Ain't doing shit with it. It is what it is. So um, try not to try not to think that these things are going to solve your problems. Now, I know that's hard to say because you might be in a position like, yeah, but I really want it. Okay, I wish everybody, I wish everybody could just go get what they wanted. You're going to realize it ain't it. It's like peace leave too. Puss is the same thing. Vagina is the same thing. Guys, just get to the point. I always tell you in my book, 52 things I told y'all. If you think this vagina is a big deal, which, which it is, I was like, just go line it up for a week. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, man, you will have a different a feeling about vagina after a week. After one measly ass week, get the finest piece of vagina you can find. <laughs> like, get the primest woman that you think Oh, man, I'm going to just love this one. I'm going to bust the most bladiferous nut. Who used to say that? I think that was Obsidian. I'm going to bust so hard. Just go get it. Line it up. Find the finest, the five finest models, booty models, Instagram. Go find the fine, finest women. I said this in my book, 52 things. Go find it. Go run, run right through them. Pay whatever you pay for it just to make it convenient. The next week, the next week, You'll be like, okay, what else is there to life? <laughs> You'll be like, moving on by the middle of the week. <laughs> is there something else going on in the world by the middle of the week? And by the end of the week, you'll be like, <sighs> you'll be opening up your windows and changing your sheets. Getting the stink out of the room. And you'd be like, I didn't realize. I thought she would smell like potpourri. I thought there would be fireworks. I thought I would want some more. Next week, you're going to be like, all right. But you guys do this because you have a lack of, um, you, have, you don't have an abundance mindset to it. Now I look at it and go, there's just everybody got a vagina. Now all the women got one. There's men turning into women to get a vagina. No big deal. They'll always be here. Right. There's always be here somebody to serve it up for you. No big deal. Now I'll be moving on to other things. Yep. Take a trip to Cartagena. Go to go to the Philippines. Go to go to all of these places. Thailand. Go run through them. Come back and you'll be back focusing on something else. All right. Anyway. All right. Shout out to three uh, C3 Augusta says I pay for my friendships. If you're the smartest in the room, you're doing it wrong. Shout out to Abraham Lincoln. 
If you're the smartest in the room, you're doing it wrong. Uh, friendships have always had a sense of what do you return back to me? Okay. You have to have something returned back. Otherwise, what about your friends? In this situation here, Abraham Lincoln always said he surrounded, this is myth or legend, urban legend. He surrounded himself around the smartest people and he never wanted to be the smartest in the room. That's definitely something that will change your life. Penny LS1. Thank you, brother, for being here. Hey, we got Chadwick Fairbanks. He's been fighting a legal battle and he says, just got sole custody of my 12-year-old son. 15-year-old son shouldn't be far behind. 5.5, five and a half years of false allegations and $100,000 in lost income. It's real in the field. Listen to coach, keep fighting, never give up. Check this out. Great news for your boy, Chadwick Fairbanks. He's been a coach gang member at least since 2020, probably even earlier than that. And he's been, I actually talked to him on the phone a couple times, coaching calls wise. And uh, he's been going through this battle for a long time. And he finally came out on top. So congratulations on, on your success in getting uh, access to your son overcoming. However, $100,000 in lost income, lawyer fees. There's a great price to pay. Everything has a price. Everybody has a price. Sometimes a lot of men will wash their hands of the situation and not even push forward. You'd be like, F that bitch. F them kids. For the fathers who fight, Sometimes the battle is worth it. Sometimes the price is worth it. Sad that he had to pay for his kids and the wife or the ex-wife or the baby mother had to sell the kids to him. This is how bad it is out here. But of course, Debbie daddies, right? Of course, Debbie daddies. Men are having to buy their kids back through lawyers and the court system. That's how parents have to buy themselves back. Shout out to Sizzo, happy blue chip Wednesday, coach. He says, coach, you were spot on last night with the 30s. He says, talk for us men. The 30s talk for us, men. I'm turning 30 at the end of the month. You're right that it's still early to get the ball rolling. I've been thinking heavy, 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 heavily about how I want my impact on the world to be. He says, my next step is to take action. Time is always on our side, always on our side. Okay, this is why you remain in good health. This is why you don't panic. This is why sometimes you try to avoid some of the fairy tales that you think are going to lead to happiness because happily ever after, but eventually it doesn't. Deadly, Edley, before the dog licks Kaylee's face, she will. She was eating her own poop. Well, we did have a clip of a woman saying that as well. Um, Yeah, I'm going to keep it going. All right, I don't want to get too disgusting. We got Run for us, Run showing my support. Keep giving up the, us the truth, no matter how much it hurts these Mitch's feelings. Shout out to you. All right, thank you, man. We will keep delivering this information, man. I don't care, man. Uh, we got to keep it up. We got two more, then we're going to get back to the show. We got our man Jose says, Putin just survived a drone assassination attempt. Ukraine fi uh, finna get nuked, <laughs> All right? I did hear that that uh, Putin says that he just experienced a drone assassination attempt. And uh, yeah, we're living in some interesting times, man. All right. So if there, if there's going to, there's going to be a battle, there's going to be a battle. Kevin W says, New York city is planning on phasing out their Metro cards. The date is to be determined, determined in order to take the subway or the train 
you will have to pay with your phone. It sounds like this. Uh, it sounds like this is between this and CBDC and reverse ATMs. The tech illiterates will be left behind. This is true. This is true, man. I'm going to tell you, man, young people will catch on relatively fast. But if you are behind, it takes you a long time to download it and they get rid of the Metro cards. You know, your little your little your little card that you swipe through. If it does, in fact, lead you to be uh, on a smartphone to get it, that could be a barrier because you might not be able to afford a smartphone or at least to update your smartphone enough to get through on the subway. Hmm. Yeah, those Metro cars are pretty flimsy. So I think, uh, but shout out to everybody in New York. <laughs> he said, old people at self-checkouts are funny. I know, man. Even my son makes fun of me. He thinks I'm slow with technology. And I'm pretty fast for a guy hit about, about to hit uh, 50. So uh, I'm going to hit 50 in about three and a half years. All right, so I'm pretty fast. But people my age are super slow trying to check out their groceries and they need the lady to come over there and help them and shit. All right. <laughs> they, they want to, they done scan the item twice and they want to remove the item, man, please. All right. Somebody says they remember subway tokens. You going way back. Let's get back to the show. Oh, shot X last one. He says, shout out to the coach gang. CD CGA obsidian is one of the only ones that shout you out, giving you credit. So salute to him. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, man, I got to get over to his show. There's people that I definitely want to visit. There's other people that shout me out every now and then that I hear about. Uh, but uh, shout out to Obsidian, the Obsidian Media Network. He was one of the people when I was first coming up, listen to him and what he had to say. Very intelligent brother. And you don't have to agree with everything somebody says, right? Uh, we could be on opposing sides as well. And I supported him. He supported me. And shout out to him. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. He actually has a couple of famous quotes that I say, I think something about bending somebody over on the couch. I know he's like, don't, don't tell him that. <laughs> right. Okay. What do we got here? For some reason, I can't see this. Okay. Oh, we're going to go to this right here. We're going to go to this. And then life is not a fairy tale. This is going to be my ode to the blue chip mindset. But first, before we set, uh, before we do that, we're going to set the table with these clips right here. And, um, Oh, I'm showing you things here about job and college degrees. Okay, this is the early points of feminism. This is a this is a Instagram channel, and he goes by Chad O. Jackson. Okay, I'm not trying to promote people, but if I share your Instagram video, I will try to use your name. All right, so we're gonna use this clip. I don't know if it was produced by him, but take a listen right here. Feminism does to culture and society what cancer does to the body. And for myself, I have gone through my own breakdown of feminism. You can get the book here, De-Evolution. Feminism's Reverse Engineering of American Women by yours truly, Coach Greg Adams. And there's Eve biting the apple with promising of, this is no difference, promises of knowledge, promises of a better position. This is the innate vindictiveness and jealous nature of women that does get people to lead them astray. And once the apple is consumed, thus the society pays the penalty. Okay, society pays the penalty. So this is how deep it goes. Go ahead and get this book. Okay, and this video is going to talk about it. Uh, let me share it. Here we go. There it is on the screen. This is an early woman talking about that very thing. Let's talk about it. I think that the only thing that's changed is a black woman. 
because there was a time, let's say my mother, you know what I mean, my aunts and things like that, they would say, okay, if that's the way you establish your manhood, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my generation says, hey, mm-hmm. no good. Okay. You must okay. establish I'll a new with, base. I agree with and, that. And we are as a group demanding that a new base be established. All right. Why can't we try it my way? Later. 25 years ago, the strong family was still the backbone of black America. And three out of four children had both parents at home. That is true no longer. Most black children are now growing up without their fathers. Single women and the children they're rearing alone are the fastest growing part of the black population. All right. So let's stop it right there. We'll come back and revisit that. Let's stop that right there. First and foremost, why can't we try it my way? Well, your way has probably been tried before and societies have been uh, have probably imploded on its face value. And in fact, societies have probably crumbled in no time flat. In fact, if you take a look at our country in 1919 and 1920 and 2020, you will see that it's been turned upside down doing it your way. And of course, the voting populace greatly outnumbers men. So in 100 years, you've completely torpedoed an entire society with these mindsets. But these are things that you ask for. You've asked for it. And it's been granted to you. This hasn't been the sole reason why society is flipped upside down on its head. But in due time, you see that it is a contributing factor. And the scoreboard reflects it. It is what it is. Take that L. And as a result, you see where primarily black women, unfortunately, have been sold and marketed this fairy tale that they can have their own or have it all. And this is just not the case because men cannot have it all. We understand that there's a hierarchy, there's a structure, there's things, there's rules and guidelines, there's an onus to do what you need to do for communities. And thus, if you don't live up to those expectations, you get penalized. For instance, a Debbie dad gets penalized. Well, what about dads? The dads that ran away, they get penalized. First of all, they get penalized by the system. They get penalized by the courts of public opinion. They don't get a reward. Many times they have to live under the table, right? All of their money has to be made under the table uh, while their driver's license is suspended and their passport and work license are suspended. So Debbie dads don't get celebrated and praised. They don't get a higher position in the hierarchy. They fall right down at the bottom. Thus, then the system does penalize fathers who want to be fathers. And then they put penalties, those same penalties on those men. And then, then the, the fathers that can contribute get pushed down as well. As we promote the princess warrior single mothers out here, who are destroying communities. It destroys communities. Statistically, it is not a good thing. This is where we are, and this is what you ask for. All right, and we delivered it on a silver platter. Let's get back to it right here. They asked for it. Remember, guys, they asked for this shit, and they got it. All right, let's continue. Why don't you plan to get married? I'd like to know that. I don't want no man holding me down because I, I think I can make it as a single parent. But don't you think you might need help in raising that baby from a man? Not really. Male figures are not substantially important in the family. I think that the only thing that's changed is the black woman. Because there was a time, let's say my mother, you know what I mean, my aunts and things like that. They would say, okay, if that's the way you establish your manhood, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my generation says, hey. Mm-hmm. No good. Okay. You must okay. establish a new base. I agree with and, that. And we are as a group demanding that a new base be established. Why can't we try it my way? Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words for every society right there. Famous last words. Well, your way somewhat emotionally is not going to work out. Let me put some chapstick on my ashy lips. But sometimes the dummies ask for stuff. You big dummy. Okay. And then, of course, guess who gets the blame? It's going to be. It is all Jermaine's fault. 
It's always your main fault. All right, it's always our fault because we didn't do something, but you, we were doing it your way, my way. Okay, it happens. It happens. Let's take you on to the next clip right here. Um, <laughs> again, it was delivered on you. And, and, and ladies, I know there's a lady here that's like, well, I kind of want to make my own money, but I want to be treated like a lady. You're the problem. You're some of the biggest problems. What you do is cherry pick. All right. You cherry pick from the goods of both sides. You straddle the fence. You're trying to get your cake and eat it too. You want it both ways. All right. And so what a person will say to defend themselves. Well, I actually, uh, I'm I, I actually, I'm in my feminine. I'm in my feminine. However, however, <laughs> I do like that. I can have my own money and let's talk about that. I can be a boss, babe, but I can be in my feminine. You are a cherry picker. And cherry pickers aren't good because what they do is get rid of all the bad cherries and keep all the good ones. And then everybody else got to eat from the bad cherries as a result of your cherry picking. All right. And this is a cherry picker right here. Never trust a cherry picker. All right. They're straddling the fence. They're actually causing more damage and harm than good. All right. So here's a cherry picker right here. She's going to get what she asked for. But watch this. Date and this guy was telling me about the things that he was attracted to in me, and they were mostly things about the fact that I was such a hard worker, and you know I was out here getting it. I'm a, you know I'm grinding like boy. Anyway, it was a complete total turnoff and a red flag because no, I don't want to date a guy that's attracted to the masculinity in me. I actually want one that likes my softness that likes my femininity i don't want to be with a man that wants me to be his fellow homeboy <laughs> i don't want that i want a man that wants me to be soft and sweet and dainty okay so i got up from the date i went to the bathroom and i never came back <laughs> so i went on the interesting that all of a sudden now <laughs> All right, let's get Martin Luther King on it. Uh, Martin Luther King, what you got to say about this, brother? Yeah, uh, what, bitch? I'm sorry. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> all of a sudden, because rent is due, all of a sudden, because people are in high debt, all of a sudden, people know the realities of they can't just do one job and be out here and be a boss, bitch. All of a sudden, because 75% of women make $50,000 and less, and only 10% of women make over $100,000. So that leaves a very small percentage of women, in fact, 15%, that even make anywhere between 50, 50 and $100,000, a.k.a. struggle zone for a lot of Americans, a lot. It shouldn't be, but it's the case. Now you want to be in your feminine. Now you want to be on your soft side. What happened to Miss Independent? What about, I love her because she got her own. What about all that shit? What about we want to go out there? Let's do it my way. What about all that? Now we want to see the soft side of you with that deep ass voice. Okay. Now all of a sudden the dude should be able to see, see right here. Fem talk. Date was a disaster. Okay. Dating's dead. I'm 100% not interested in being your independent black woman, babe. What? Hold up for a second. Let's get this out. What that mean? I got a question. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you don't want to be your... What? What are we doing, y'all? 
Now y'all want to flip-flop now that the economics is kicking your ass. <laughs> this is terrible. Now you don't want to be, wait, she says, I'm not interested in being your independent black woman, babe. Hold on for a second. Let's get this out right here. Let's get your resume out. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Interesting. Or I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. So you're not strong and independent. Okay, well, let's get in that kitchen. Nope, she don't want to do that either. Oh, you want to cherry pick. You want to be able to have your own little money. What's yours is ours, and what's hers is hers. She want to be able to have her own little money, seeing her feminine, and then you can't tell her shit. You can't tell me what to do. Why? Because I'm strong and independent. She flip-flopping, going back and forth. What are we doing? What are we doing out here? This is absolute ridiculous. She says, I have my independence, but not to bring bacon to your table, babe. If you want a woman to provide for you as a man, you clearly don't want a feminine woman, and we are not in alignment, um, a.k.a. monetized women. Her whole principle rests on this monetization. Now, I get it. She doesn't want a dirtbag. She doesn't want a bus driver. She doesn't want to provide for a guy. I'm all for that. In fact, I'm more traditional than most people give me credit for. I believe in two-parent households. I believe in raising kids in a two-parent household. I believe in the traditional dynamics. I believe in providing, protecting, and securing. I also believe that she has a role that she's going to achieve. And if that contract is violated, there's no relationship for me. There's no possibility. You're not going to just come over here and step on me when you want to and be free and independent and get your own money and then save your money and then have me provide cooking my own dinner, washing my own clothes and all that shit. No, mm. it ain't going to happen. That shit ain't happening. I actually got into that deal when I got the hell up out of there. Shit ain't happening. All right. That is a mismanaged roles. And that shit is just, hey, y'all can do it, but I ain't going to do it. Y'all can do it, but I ain't going to do it. <laughs> and see, this is what happens. You get into a relationship with her. She says, I am independent, but pay the bills. So we did have a follow-up of this woman right here. Um, let me see if I can find her because she's somewhere down the line here. This is why I tell you guys in the blue chip mindset, you guys got to find people who are in the proper alignment. So here it is right here. You guys don't waste your time on these people. These people are misleading you, and they're going to lead you to slaughter. Here's another woman right here, Ebony, Ebony Williams. I played the clip of her saying, I think they do have the clip here. This is the original clip that we broke down. I'll play it real quick for your references. All right, we're an hour and 45 minutes into the show, and we don't have a 1,000 likes. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. Let's go ahead and play it. This the, Oh, wait a minute. Video has no sound. Okay, let's go back. I wonder why this video has no sound. All right, so I'm going to have to refresh the page. I don't know why the video don't have no sound. All right, they took the video off. Oh, you know what? They probably got a copyright. Okay, so we won't be able to play her. All right, so essentially what I wanted to show you is she came out swinging. She came out swinging, doubling down, calling ninjas broke. Um, I believe she's an attorney, and she should have her own standards, but her own standards is going to lead her to be single forever, all right? Uh, she has slim pickings out here, especially if she wants a black man, all right? And she had no problems completely uh, telling men that uh, being average is not going to be enough, which I agree with her. However, she's well within her 40s and 50s. She's going to be single and alone, all right? We already know that. We already know that, but this is something she asked for that was the point of the video i was going to show you 
She asked for that, and she's now receiving it. Here's another young lady, and it seems to be black women that seem to be the ones stuck in between feminism and being in their feminine. This appears to be a melanated woman. I don't really know, but let's go ahead and hear the video. I find it rude that in this day and age, and you've Tell me if you've been in this scenario. You've all had a nice dinner. There's mixed guests, you know, men and women there. And all of a sudden, the host, probably a woman, starts cleaning up. And then other women get up. And yes! Start and yes! then all the women go off into the kitchen. And the men stay and, like, drink their scotches and talk about God knows what's Like, it's 1952. Can we just stop that? Like, That's let's agree on International on Women's International Day. Women's let's Day. not have that happen ever again. Yeah. Yes! I love that. Um, I'm going to play this again, just in case you didn't catch on. I lost my chicken box. Uh, <laughs> first of all, first of all, let me just explain this. We probably was at the party and we didn't even want to be there. Let me just say this right now. You dragged us to the party, all right? We probably didn't even want to be there. As a matter of fact, 70% of the men that were there did not even want to be there. All right, but that's neither here nor there. We want to go back to what we was doing, which was quiet. We didn't even want to be at that motherfucker. All right, but you dragged us, and now you're mad that females tend to be the ones to step up and help the other host, which is the female, most likely the female who wanted to throw the party. Okay, she wanted to throw the party too. Let's have a party. All right, and so we were like, your husband's like, all right, have a party. She planned this and planned to put the doilies out, the napkins. She wanted to do all that shit, had all the catering come in, all right, have all the slaves cooking in the back. Now, all of a sudden, when it's time to clean up, we either supposed to help or they're not going to help anymore. Who is that going to penalize? <laughs> they wanted their little tea party. Now they don't want to clean up. What is wrong with these people, man? What is wrong with these people? I find this to be absolutely despicable. Now, all of a sudden, we're not going to clean up. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right. Somebody going to clean it up. It ain't going to be me. Or no more parties, bitch. I want to throw a party. Nope. Because you don't want to clean up. You got to treat these people like their children. You got to treat them like their children until they grow up. All right. This is absolutely despicable. I find it rude that in this day and age, and you've, Tell me if you've been in this scenario. You've all had a nice dinner. There's mixed guests, you know, men and women there. And all of a sudden, the host, probably a woman, starts cleaning up. And then other women get up. And yes! Start and yes! then all the women go off into the kitchen. And the men stay and, like, drink their scotches and talk about God knows what's. Like, it's 1952. Can we just stop that? Like, That's let's agree true. on International, on Women's, International Day. Women's Day. Let's not have that happen ever again. <laughs> First of all, the women want to go in there to gossip anyway. Where y'all going to gossip? Okay, I guess y'all going to gossip when the men, they believe the men are going to go in the kitchen and clean up if they don't clean up. It's not going to happen. They want to go gossip. You did this anyway. You wanted to throw the party, but now you don't want to clean up after yourself. This is crazy. People are getting crazy again. They're getting what they asked for, and when they get it, they don't like it. They're like this. I'm not happy. Okay, no more parties. I'm not you, you will throw another you you won't throw another party because I'm sure I paid by the way, who paid for the party? Who paid for all the chicken Alfredo and shit? Who paid for the catering? Who paid for the house? Who paid for all the damn open bar? Who paid for the open bar that we had? 
Who pay who paid for the shit? Who paid for the party? All right. Come on, man. They always want to forget about that part. All right. So these are the things that you have to talk about here. And um, it's kind of goofy. This is why I call them goofy, because sometimes you give you give them what they want and then they don't like it. Another example of this, and then we're almost to the main event, which is life is not a fairy tale. All right, here we go right here. This is going to be a young woman who was featured on our favorite budget host, Caleb Hammer. Shout out to him. Guys, I've been telling you for a long time, working multiple jobs is not your way out of debt. Okay, you got to be more innovative. This is a normie mindset. She says, I'm always working. Mm. Woman is forced to take on four jobs to pay off uh, $250,000 of student loan debt and 13 overdrafts as she begs horrified YouTube star for help. And the YouTube star they're going to talk about is Caleb Hammer. So shout out to him. He's blowing up. And he rightly deserves to blow up. I sometimes wonder if his stuff is real, but knowing what people are doing out here, this definitely is real. And it says right here, uh, so he says, so uh, where you're heading just with the statements that you provided is bankruptcy. All right. So you guys got to evaluate your reasoning here. But let's talk about this. This is when we talk about the life is not a fairy tale. Many of your fairy tales and your belief systems centers around debt. It centers around this debt. You have to accumulate this debt in order to get this fairy tale result. Many of us have tried these things, and we know that it just costs way too many m- much money that we invested in way before our 30s. Before our 30s, we've accumulated millions of dollars in debt, way before we even earn millions of dollars, right? If you haven't earned in the neighborhood of um of uh, uh, six figures by 20, by the time you hit 30, you barely hit in a million dollars in earnings, but we often have 200. We're comfortable with $200,000 in debt. We're comfortable with it. We're comfortable with 50 to $80,000 in combined debt. Many people are walking around here in $200,000 of debt and they're looking for the fairy tale romance when they've already torpedoed themselves. I'm going to go through that in a bit. But um, watch out for these people because these people spend their early parts of their lives getting in trouble and then they will overlook that to look for romance. And they not only will tie in debt to you, you will have debt chasing these fairy tales. Be careful. All of a sudden, you're $500,000 in the hole. And this is no exaggeration. Last one, and then I'll do Super Chats and continue. You can contribute to this show. The Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Coach Greg Adams TV on Vimo, and... PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams or Super Chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Here we go. Um, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is a woman that's going to say, and please do not shoot the messenger down. She's kind of awkward. I've seen her. I've picked, I've featured her before. I can't remember quite what her video was. Now she's kind of going to be look kind of straggle. All right. And the way she tells this, the way she starts off the video is going to be weird. It's going to be like she's standing in front of a corner store eating a pickle, all right, pouring salt on it or sugar or something, whatever they're doing, eating pork rinds. She's going to sound like that, but let's get to the message. Don't shoot the messenger. Let's hear what she's saying. Let's get to it. Oh, is this Danica? All right. This is Danica? All right. I don't even know who she is. All right, but let's get to it. Black men in particular. 
what I've observed is y'all living y'all's best lives and them being so triggered by you living your best life that they think that you're trying to provoke them. All right. And so this is going to be the basis all right, of the conversation. What you guys have to understand, and this is a hard thing for men to grasp. I want you to listen. Men, listen to me. First of all, I want you to get this book, Free Agent Lifestyle. This is your way to peace, quiet, and freedom. Men, women hate when you're happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> women hate when you're winning. Women hate when you're, when, when you're content with living life without them. This is going to be the basis of what she's saying. They hate it. They cannot stand it. They cannot stand to sit here and see you happy being single. They cannot stand to see here, sit here and see you happy making money and not sharing it with them. They cannot stand to see you out here with your passport going from ocean to ocean. All right. Busting nuts till the tour bus keeps coasting. They cannot stand it. In fact, if you do it, they will do everything they can to torpedo that shit. And I don't care if they're married to you, your family, your relative. I don't care if you were formally married to them. I don't care if they were your mama. I don't care what it was. They cannot stand it. And thus, this creates what you think is a gender war, which I've been telling you there's no gender war. I just did an entire stream. There's no gender war. The, the war is between men and men. And the undercurrent of that, the provoker, the instigator, is the women because they need you to deliver the bag to them. They need you to pay the fee. They need you, like that woman said, we need you to give us our turn. They can't take it. Thus, if you say, we ain't moving, men will attack you. The gender war is not between men and women, and I want you guys to understand that. And I've been telling you for a long time, hate for women is actually useless energy. I can't hate them. I understand them. They're almost not even hateable. They're certainly very, very not even close to lovable. I find them humorous at most because I can't take them seriously. Can't take them seriously. Can't get a straight answer out of them. They kind of lie by omission. They, they're, they're selfish. They look out to protect themselves. It's, it's tough for me to hate or love them. They kind of just funny to me. I kind of use them as a source of inter entertainment. But they mad when you're out here living your best life. And thus, when they see that, a black woman sees you with a white woman. They can't stand it. A white woman sees you out there going overseas and getting you an Asian woman. They can't stand it. Can't stand it. And that means because they're not getting from you. We'll let this woman, Danica, uh, continue with it. Again, listen to what she's saying. Forget what you think about her. She's going to make a very important point about this entire thing. And this is going to change your mindset. This is why they call this the after pill. This is not the red pill. This is the after pill. This is after you got through all the goofy content creators and you came to the King of Kings. They cannot stand it. There's no gender war. Am I talking too much? I don't see a gender war. I see men, black men in particular, living their lives, doing what they do, having a good grand old time, talking about how much greater their lives have become. And I see females getting so triggered by men living out loud that they are fighting or trying to fight the men for living their best lives.
That's a bar right there. I don't give a shit what she says on her show. That right there, boom. Let me go ahead and send it on that one. I'll send it on that one. I'll give her a props on that one. That right there is exactly right. That's exactly right. I want you guys to understand that. That's when you that you guys got to understand that once you take that part of your control from them, you can live the best life you can possibly imagine and it will happen quickly. It will happen over a matter of 2 years. You can completely reshape and redirect your life and leave the haters out there mad as hell. I want everybody in the comment, stop talking about her. This is shows me men are distracted. This right here shows me men are distracted. All y'all want to do is hate on her when she gave you a goddamn lease on life. I cannot stand men who do this shit. Okay, you get distracted by the person. Man, screw her. I don't even know who she was until you brought up her name. It's the best piece of advice. Just take it, you goofballs. Stay focused. I cannot stand men. You guys are super duper distracted. Listen to what she said, and I tried to set y'all goofy-ass men up, but you don't listen. I said, don't look at her. Don't listen. Don't, don't look at her mannerisms. I told you. Who cares if she plagiarized me? I'm, I'm the leader of this. I'm the king of kings. Yes, she plays. Who cares? Everybody knows CGA. Everybody knows who copied off of me and so forth. Who cares? I don't give a damn. All right. I don't even know who her name. I don't even watch her show. The point is you <laughs> distracted ninjas. Distracted ninjas. Listen to what she told you. She just gave you the lease on life. Absorb it. Take it in. There's no gender war. You are so worried about what these women are doing, and they're doing nothing. They're doing very little. We're doing all the work. Not only that, we have the ability to keep doing it, and they are waiting for the windfall to fall back in their lap. And when it doesn't fall back in their lap, they're mad. This is the basis of the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> Come on, man. Once you figure this shit out and just say, screw them, they can't do nothing. They can't. There's nothing they can do. There's no, there's no war. It's between you and yourself. Once you start flying here and going there, even men who can't do anything with themselves can't help but keep your name in their mouths. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name. It's so hard for you to realize this as a man. Even when they hate on you, you keep it moving and never acknowledge them because there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. Even the male feminine haters, even the female haters, there's nothing they can do. You got it. You've figured it out. You've cracked the code. And she just gave it to you. But guess what? Guess what? You guys still missed it because you're worrying about her and her hair and chameleon and all that shit. You missed it. You're going to miss your blessing trying to worry about women. Guys, they're not going to do anything much different than the next one. Stop worrying about them. Don't worry about, oh, she a grifter. Who cares? That person can't do anything if you stop watching her. But apparently, you know who she is. Because you keep watching her. That says more about you than it does about her.
You guys got to crack this code. The code was, and I'll repeat it, and we'll get on to the Super Chats. Women are watching you winning, and they hate it. Thus, the goal is to distract you from keep winning. But once you understand that they're watching you win and can't do anything about it, that's what creates the problem is when you come back to try to help them. Oh, the least protected, the most unprotected. Screw them. Let them, let them stay unprotected. It is not your job. Your job is to serve personal you in this life. Can't help them. Not only can you not help them, they don't want any help. They just want what you provide and then give you a bag of bad groceries on the back end. The free agent lifestyle is the way. Doesn't mean you hate them. Doesn't mean you can't use them. Doesn't mean you can't have fun. Doesn't mean you can't look at them and just laugh and laugh at their silliness. But you got to look out for yourself. And when you do, only a small percentage of men who do this will figure out that that was the secret all along. Even when it comes to these peace-sitting-down men who claim to be men who are obviously struggling in their lives, they will do the same thing because guess who raised them? These women, okay? They raised them. So if they're talking about you and they're trying to find one thing to make themselves feel good about the position in their lives, as you continue to fly around the country and the world as you continue to get more numbers than them, as you continue to win in life, as you continue to get better women than them, as you continue to live in a better now, Coogee sweater now era, as you continue to win, they can't do nothing but watch you and do everything they can to pray and pray upon your downfall. This is a female vindictive, jealous nature that lies and resides of single mother raised men. But they can't do nothing about it. Just keep living you and you'll crack the code. Anyway. <laughs> all right. It is what it is. All right. Hey. Dude, women will give up on you. Oh, by the way, I'm going to end this point on this. It's not a lot of super chats to uh, disclose here. I'm going to end this point. A man in his 30s is a dangerous, dangerous man in this world. A man in his 30s is a dangerous man when giving a single point of focus, when given a point of where he sees, where, when given a goal, when given a passion project, that man can completely reshape his life for the next 30 to 50 years. Unfortunately, unfortunately, many people give up on that man because he's not where people think he's need to be, right? Oh, he don't have this. He don't have a house and car. But a man under 35 is just starting out. I keep telling y'all, I told you in my book, The Evolution, I'm, I'm selling to you today. You're just getting started. You have significant potential and you can change and reshape your life in a matter of months by just giving up these fairy tales. Just giving up these ideas that if you just please people, it will be the secret to your happiness. I've given up pleasing people long time ago, long time ago, and it completely changed my life. And if people don't like it, I really don't give a damn. It doesn't impact me. Pleasing people, and people have been saying this, impressing and pleasing people is a losing strategy. There's no value in it. All you will do is wake up haters. Okay, you do. I, we do have a great support system here because we're leading men in the right direction. But a man that is in his 30s, 
by the time he hits mid-30s into his 40s, can reshape his life. But the important part of that is people in your life will have given up on you. You could have been married to the individual. You could have been family members. You could have been, you could have been close friends. But then when they watch you go into your shell and come out as a new, complete individual, they'll start asking how you did it. They'll start watching you from afar. They'll start praying and praying that it doesn't work out for you. And then as you enter in your 40s and you're doing things that they can only wish and dream that you can do, the only thing they can do is try to bring doom into your life, to try to, to destroy it or to, to say you're, you don't like black women or you don't like women. Or they might say that you should get married. That's a, that's a strategy to destroy you. So you got to ghost them. Go ahead and get your screen mask and ghost these people because many times they're not providing any value because misery loves company. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that a person who hates you often has to find another person that hates you to actually collab together to bring this sense of, hey, 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 we all hate this person. Let's go after him because misery loves company. I'm standing here alone. I'm standing here on my square. I stand here with no allegiances, no affiliations or anything. And I do my shit and my show gets big numbers and I'm living the free agent lifestyle. I never have to bring somebody else to attack another person, to bring another woman down, to bring another man down. Misery loves company. The players hate or have a big party. Okay. But when you stand alone, Nobody can stop you and the numbers keep showing it. So you got to find that. You got to find that point in your life where you can be like, I stand alone. And no matter what you do, you can actually have a conspiracy against me. But I know I'm winning once you have to conspire against me. You got to conspire against me to take me down. You got to conspire against me to hate because misery loves company. The lone wolf, the Sigma, the Sigma male always wins. And where the masses are, that's where you don't be. But the masses are doing, that's what you don't do. And when you see it and you can see it for what it is, you can say, you winning out here, man. <laughs> hey, man, let me get to these super chats. Let me get to these super chats. I'm teaching you men. I'm teaching you men what your fathers, absent fathers, didn't teach you. I'm teaching you what you, your uncle should have taught you. I'm teaching you what your single mothers never could teach you. And I'm teaching you this because you guys fall for these traps and weaknesses. You guys are worried about Danica. Man, who the hell is Danica? Good for her. She got her platform. But you're worried about her and chameleon women. Which is goofy to me. How are you worried about that as a man? How? They all chameleons. <laughs> Why would you be worried about that? That tells me you take women seriously. I'm for one to tell you don't. And your life will be better. <laughs> Why would you take one seriously? They flip flop. Ask one woman today. Ladies, is there a woman here? I'm going to ask you today something. I guarantee you if I ask that woman something tomorrow, she done flip-flop with the quickness. Stop. Calling a woman chameleon is a waste of your breath. <laughs> it's a waste of your goddamn ever-living breath, gentlemen. 
because they all chameleons. They're all going to be flip-flopping. They're all going to say one thing and do the other. That's what they do. It's a characteristic, <laughs> right? Why would I call out characteristics? It's a redundant statement. And it's something I wouldn't worry about. Hence, I wouldn't bet on them. I would never bet on that. Well, I bet on one before and I never will do it again. That's what they do. My Lord, you men need to catch up. <laughs> Y'all catch up slow like a mother sucker, all right? Where are we at? All right, Notorious CGA on the Cash App. All right, so, so, so let me see here. Look, this is the secrets. <laughs> this is the secrets of life. It's the secrets of life, but it is what it is. But I can't tell you what it is. All right, but you got to do what you got to do out here. Got to do what you got to do. What do we got here? We got my man uh, we'll call, on Venmo. We'll call you Eddie B. He says spitting facts as usual. Fire. All right. Spitting facts as usual. Fire. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, just go back to the Bible. If you're a spiritual person and you claim to be a Christian, everything I'm telling you is in the Bible. All right. If you're not a Christian person, everything I'm telling you happened during the fall of Rome. <laughs> All right. History has served as our best reference. But of course, you new booty ninjas can't be trusted. Everything I'm telling you comes from the spirit of Elijah. I do not lie. Somebody asking me about Nihilus. I don't even know what that is. You know what? You know what? I want you to worry about the free agent lifestyle. How about that? Talking about people. What about depressed men? What a luxury to have. For the first time in history, we can have men that are depressed. Guess what? Nobody cares, Ninja. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> right? So at this point, you better pick yourself up. Nobody cares about you. My Lord. He's going to walk around. What about me? And what about the doom and gloom? What about you? What about you? If you got time to sit around and do that, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. So you can change that in a relatively short period of time. The only time they care about depressed men is in men who are depressed via uh, impacting a woman in relationships and or if he's going to hurt somebody. That's the only time they care about you. If you have neither of those issues, you will be by yourself, Ninja, in a corner. <laughs> okay? You will be by yourself. If you are not in a relationship and you are say you depressed, you will hear crickets. <laughs> okay? So uh, you better go go in the weight. Go, you, go, you better go to the gym, bro. You better go to the gym, bro. You better go push some weights around. I don't get it. Even in my most down baddest moments, I cannot look at myself and be like, I'm depressed. I never have. I have never reached that. And I've been down bad, y'all. I've been down bad. Only time I have thought that is when I had relations with an overweight woman. All right, I came to my senses real quick, and I said, I need to change my life. Yeah, I was depressed then. That might be the only point when I was, like, depressed, right? After I clapped them cheeks, and I was into it, and I was, Roar! and I went, and I woke up. I was like, damn, something's wrong with me.
<laughs> I I felt that that's probably the lowest I've ever felt as a human being when I've had complete fun and I had to answer for myself. <laughs> I had to answer for myself. I'm like, oh man. Now perhaps this might be an indicator of who I am here. Because it is a reflection of who you are. I don't care what you like as a preference or your fetishes. It's a reflection of who you are. And you got to answer for that. You're going to be like, how did I get here? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> okay. Mm. Yep. I was like, yep, I'm depressed now. <laughs> I had to ask myself who I am, but it is what it is. I was like, I must be very down the low economic ladder if this is what I'm doing to myself. All right. I had to ask myself. Shout out to my man. What we got here? We got my man. Uh, we're going to call you Jay Blackman. He says 83% of men who fight win, and that's you for sure. And that's you. The wins are easy out here when you get to the point where you can make them easier. Okay. We got our brother here. We got a couple of co-sponsorships, and we're going to start with... Chadwick Fairbanks, CNBC's top five cities, fastest growing millionaire population. Two are in China. Then it's Miami, Austin, and Scottsdale, baby. Shout out to everybody in Arizona. He says, Coach Gang, got, get to HZ if you want to grind. Listen to, to the top G, Uncle G, and Coach G. There's something about that. All right, appreciate you in Arizona. Patrick Pierre, up for the weekend. He says, thoughts on Elon and Dogecoin. I don't have a particular thought. Um on cryptocurrency all i know is to diversify your portfolio okay that's all i say okay diversify your portfolio i would not be without cryptocurrency right i don't know if i would go all in but if you have enough resources you can diversify and still make a good bag off of it but if you don't and you're struggling you can't diversify so you have to make a decision you got to be willing to lose money. When you, when you invest, you got to be willing to lose that money. All right? That's just the bottom line. If you're not willing to lose it, don't invest it. That's the part of investing. So if I can say I can distribute this across four um, areas of investment and I can put a little here and here, or when things rise up, I can move money from here to there, that's investing. That's, ca that's called investing. All right? You're just gambling when you're taking $500 of money that you need tomorrow and then hoping that it turns into $1,000. All right? Mm -hmm. Then at some point you can go all in because you at least have at least have something to fall back on. All right. The world more XX is one equality with stimulations. I think you mean stipulations, right? And stimulations. They definitely want that. Creative Rob says barbarian is at work. Congress to slash section eight housing budget paying 30% of rent while taxpayers pay the other 70%. The math makes no sense. Well, it makes sense if you understand socialism, which I'm not a socialist or a Marxist or a it does. Uh, it's making no sense. The middle class is going to pay steep penalties. So, again, if you want to be average. When you shoot to be average, you get penalized the worst because they know poor people scare you. So thus, you will pay for poor people and be happy about it. You're going to be the ones paying the penalty. Wealthy people will not pay it. You think wealthy people are going to pay taxes. It's you're out of your mind. They know and have and, and can hire people to avoid paying the taxes that you're going to pay. So 
Um, you know, the rich will get richer. No, without question. The poor will get poorer. And the middle class will have to make a decision whether they're going to be a part of fall into the poor category or will they actually double down and fall into the rich category. Shout out to R me. And that's a co-sponsorship. He said, Coach, you're the GOAT. You've inspired me to become better. I've lost 80 pounds. I own my home and have awesome nursing career, saving lives. He says, if it wasn't for you and the free agent lifestyle, I would have fallen into that trap, that the that shoe trap be well. All right, the that shoe trap is not a good place. So he actually redirected his life. I'm sure he's having his fun. And uh, he's winning. And I wish, you know, I wish all men could win, but not a lot of guys want to win. All right. MC Hamster says Simpson normies need attention more than success. 100 percent. All right. Success is easy to grab, but it requires sacrifice risk. It, it requires you to give up things that not a not not a lot of normies and or you call simps. They're not willing to give up on. Not only that, they need attention more than they want to be successful. And uh, it's a sad moment when men crave attention more than they want to be successful. All right. You can do the two. You can do the two. But men want to be attention cravers then to be successful. Right. Big black bubble. Pause. That's a co-sponsorship. I'm rich, All right. Shout out to Jeff, the producer coaches. Right. The moment I stopped focusing on women, my wealth 50 times 50 X 50 X. Yeah. It's a, it's one of those things, man. I, 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 again, I mean, the only counter argument that, to that is an emotional argument, right? Think about let's say, well, you're just hurt. That's an emotional argument, <laughs> right? An emotional argument doesn't make you feminine, but it does not exactly deal with the issue here. My man said, I just stopped focusing on women and I got wealthier. That's the truth. A lot of guys would not trade that in. You're not going to make that trade. <laughs> you want to do what? You want to be in your emotions with them as it's there's such a reward for that. There's no reward for that. There's very little reward that just makes you a utility. Who thinks I'm lying? Look, who thinks I'm lying? <laughs> who thinks I'm lying? You just signed up to be a utility, which that's a good place to be, but being a utility and poor is not a good combination. <laughs> it's not a good combination. It's not. All right. Shout out to DG. He says, Coach, got to send you a super chat. You're speaking facts out here. In Jamaica, we call them, ma is it mama man? Mama man. A man who is inordinately concerned with women's activities, such as gossip. Yep. You call them mama men, or is it mama man? Yeah, the gossiping thing is someone that, that I mean, that's some somewhat what you would say would be a feminine quality. I would attach that to more feminine than masculine, although men do share information in order to teach. I share information from other people. I don't dig for information. The information's prevent, pres, uh, uh, the information is presented to me. All right. To go digging for it is somewhat of a gossipy type of uh, category, but it, but it's a feminine quality. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but people do it. There are men who do it. And much of it is to get a re reward. There's a reward for this. All right, because they, they they like creativity. It's interesting, though. You call them Mauma man, Mauma man. Mauma, Mauma. Sorry, I can't speak Jamaican 
or what do they speak? <laughs> Donker, I'll talk about Jackson Mahomes later today. All right, uh, Donka, Donkor, the Greek, thanks, coach. He says, never stop zapping ninjas. Indeed. Yeah. And there should be some ladies in here going, yeah, I mean, I can go in on men just like I can go in on women, right? Um, people, people like me actually talking about women. But dudes, dudes aren't immune to this. Dudes are in bad shape out here. Let's just call it what it is. There are men are in badass shape right here. Completely distracted, misguided, undecided. No masculine men in your life. None. Zero. I can see it a mile away. I would never let you roll with a person like me. And I can see it from the results of what you do here. I mean, you're completely stuck. I can see it. You're completely stuck. And I'm just like, damn, you stuck. I've even offered these men help. And they never took the advice. And I said, okay. And I offered the help and that at a point where I wasn't even doing well myself. And I said, but I have a strategy. I'm going to do well with this. And uh, I suggest that you do it too. They didn't take the advice. And guess what? They stuck in the same place. You got to get yourself unstuck. And the way you get your own self unstuck as a man is to do exactly the opposite of everything you were just doing. But if you find yourself doing the exact same thing, and expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity. It's a sad place to be as a man. Not only that, you didn't even improve yourself over those times. Now, the improvements you made seem to be slight, and you might celebrate those, and we celebrate small victories. However, I can still see you didn't make much ground in improving yourself. You're still stuck. But it's all right. It is a tragic tale. But you have to do about face 180 and redirect yourself Different from this life that we're going to talk about next. George Style, shout out to you. Thank you for George Style in your super chat. Daniel McGee, I did everything by myself my way, and that's why they mad. He says, I never asked a mother sucker for ish. Just get out of my way. Six figures, three cars, no debt. Putting my vet on the track tonight. Shout out to you, man. And it's lonely at the top, isn't it, Daniel McGee? I want you guys to understand this position, this area of life, it's very lonely. If you're a lonely ninja, <laughs> if you're a guy that just have to be with the crowd, all right, I, I, I can't really help you. You got to be in a position where, where you're going, there's very few people that are there, and there's a reason there's very few people are there, all right? Um, but, yeah, you find yourself muddling around misery, that's exactly what you're going to get. Let's get into the fairy tale right here. Life is not a fairy tale. These are three truths that you must accept to live a fruitful life. We've been sharing some of these, but let me show you something re real quick. Let me show you something real quick. All right, I'm letting this load up. All right, first of all, I shared with you this idea that much of our fairy tales are marketed to us. Much of your beliefs that you believe today were not innate in your, um, and not innate, they did not come downloaded into your software. Much of it, we were sold, we were given. Much of us, our parents used these things to protect us. And banks, media, and people who could capitalize off of you sold these ideas to you. Thus, you thought this was your path. You thought this was your path, and I've fallen for many of these things. And only to find out, it was a scam, as the normies say. Everything's a scam when you can't take advantage of it. Everything's a scam when you have to go all in, but you don't have much to go all in with. See, these are not scams. These are things sold to you that you bit. 
and it requires you to go all in to prove yourself to it. Let me give you a few examples. Let me give you a few examples. Obviously, college education, right? College education, overwhelmingly, there's data that proves that without a degree, you're probably going to earn less money over time. But it doesn't factor in that you're probably going to be in debt for a long period of time. It doesn't factor that in. It's kind of like getting mad. We'll get to that in a minute. But you have people right now saying, is college really worth it? Well, now that we see the results of many people that are stuck in student loan debt, many people will say, yes, I'll make more money. However, I will be stuck in debt for 20 to 25, maybe 30 years. Mm. Is that worth it? Not only that, many people went to college and they had no business being on an institution of higher learnings campus, but they went and you went and got a useless degree. And now you may come out and say college wasn't worth it. There's also data that will tell you many people get their degree and they don't even use their degree. Hence, college wasn't worth it. So now that people can see what it is, it's easy to say, you know what? It's not worth it. But do you have a better plan? That's what I'm going to ask you. Are you going to use the years that you were going to college that you would have went to college? Are you going to use those things, those years wisely? You're going to be the manager at Subway. That's probably not going to be worth a good trade. So, you, you're then going to fall into the trap, okay? Let's go into the next thing. So this is where people say college is a scam. It is not a scam. It can be used very wisely. For instance, blue chip mindset, your parents actually save money for you to go to college so that you don't get yourself into debt. Thus, when you walk across the campus, you possibly could have a degree, get into a job, not out of desperation to pay your bills and obligations, but as a strategic way for you to earn income. College is not a scam if you do it that way. Many people do it that way, and they come out of college, and they get a six-figure job instead of a $35,000 a year teaching job just to start paying off their student loan. That's not a scam. That actually worked out for them, okay? That worked out for them. People in the blue-chip mindset, people who go all Ivy, people who don't go to state universities, this works out for them, and they win. Then when they go to college, their parents say, I'm not paying a dime if you're going to go get a psychology degree or an African-American studies or a feminist studies degree or an arts degree. Liberal art. I'm not paying for that. You must go and prepare yourself to get a STEM degree. Then they pay for it. You come out winning on top. No debt. You're in. It's not a scam. But it's a scam if you do it the wrong way, thinking that this if, if you just do this, this will be the best result. So that's a lie that we were sold. We were sold that fairy tale that everybody that goes to college will enjoy it and or um, actually benefit from college experience. Not true. There's people who have student loan debt with no degree to show for it. That's tragic. <laughs> that's absolutely tragic. But that's where people start saying it's a scam. Here's another scam that was sold and marketed to you that you are going to go into debt for right in the beginning of your adult life. Your need to believe that there is a one person for you. There's a soulmate out here. And then if I find this person on this journey of turning under rocks, walking up to strange women, asking them about themselves and their phone number, you'll have serendipity. You'll be driving down the street. A woman will uh, drive up to you at an intersection. There she is. <laughs> that you are all going to be just walking down the street or walking down your, your school campus. You're going to bump shoulders with a woman. She's going to drop her books. You're going to pick her all the papers and look into each other's eyes and say, you're the one. 
It's a numbers game. If you ask 100 women, three women are going to fornicate with you. 97% failure rate. These are all fantasies and myths and fairy tales that you were sold, often requiring you to get into a lot of consumer debt. Not only that, you're going to get into a lot of debt related to marriage well before you know what you're doing. Many people will do this and be completely broke. Well, we're going to piece up our incomes together. And how's that working out? Statistically, that don't. That's going to lead to a disaster. So not only do you get into some sort of student loan debt, right, in 18, 19, 20, and 21, once you leave the campus, you're not even paying that off. Then you jump into, I'm making a lot of money now. I'm making $45,000 a year at the age of 45, uh, 25. Now I need a wife and kids. <laughs> now I need a wife and kids. But what do I have to do? I got to go talk to these hoes. I got to go find the one. Every time you're out, you're not even thinking about things that you can do to actually better your life. You're thinking about perhaps there's hoes there. Perhaps there'll be the one there. Perhaps I'll go to uh, the soup plantation. Perhaps I'll go to Panera Bread and I'll be ordering a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup and there'll be the woman of my dreams there. If I sit at home and I don't go out to eat or go to a restaurant or go to a bar or a club, I won't meet the women of my dreams or at least the nymphomaniac that I might miss out on if I stay home. So what? You spin, 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 spin. You buy cologne. You buy jewelry. Uh, you buy hats. You buy clothes. You buy ho shoes. You buy all of this shit. Set yourself up to meet the woman of your dreams that likes the way you look and smell. Mm. Also, you can get her. And then do what? Pay. You might perhaps fall in love with this woman in the romantic way, which is a myth. I'm going to show and prove. I'm going to show and prove it. I've already proved it before, but I'm going to prove it again. You're going to fall in love. You're going to say, you're the only one for me. You're the one for me. Don't you see? And you'll fall in love. Everybody's stupid. Then you'll get yourself in a massive debt because now in order to keep this woman and keep her happy, guess what you got to do? Got to buy a nice car. Got to buy some more clothes. Got to buy the house. Okay. Got to buy all this shit to keep her, but you don't pay. <laughs> okay. Now you got to get the bigger house. Now you got to get her some clothes. Now you get her and her some makeup. All right. And now guess what? Now you're in, what, potentially $200,000, $300,000 worth of debt on things that were sold to you that particularly might be somewhat of a scam, might be fantasy, might be myth, might be fairy tale. And then later on down the line, you might discover that, damn, I really invested down on this and got myself into steep debt. You're talking about $500,000 of debt if you add the house and the engagement ring. And the wedding ring and the wedding ceremony, you ain't got no money to pay for all this. But before the age of 30, you're saddled with the mortgage, a wife, student loan, and kids. Uh-oh. Kids. Because now you're going to add kids to that. Before you hit 30, you're in a million dollars of debt. A million. One million. And these things were sold to you. And let's break it down. But you think this is your rite of passage. This is what you're supposed to do. And ultimately, what you're supposed to do has a significant failure rate until you straighten your head out, right? You straighten your head out and you go, oh, I see what happened. All right. And so let me see here. Uh, this is a woman. I'm not using her as an I'm just using her as an example. I don't know who the hell she is. Um, but it says right here, Emma Thompson says, 
romantic love is a myth. Romantic love is a myth. I'm sorry. I know I'm going to hurt some people and these people are going to be hurt. And then they're going to project onto me that I'm hurt. But I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you just like I showed you dating stems from prostitution. Traditional dating stems from prostitution. So I hurt you and then you say I'm hurt. I know. Let me take you to it. Of course, I came with receipts. <laughs> OK. Typically, and I'm going to show you typically. Typically. You will fall in love with many women. Much of these women you will not have even touched or talked to. You will have an infatuation with them. Now, let's just take the women that you've been infatuated with. Right? You haven't even talked to her. You're not having a relationship with her. You look forward to seeing her. You wanted to smell her hair. You wanted to smell her perfume. Many of these women you haven't even established a relationship with. Now, you had a romantic feeling about her. And it didn't even pan out. She might not have returned those feelings or the timing was off. What happened? I'm going to ask you, what happened? What happened? Anybody? I'm going to ask you again. Yeah, you wanted to see her feet. You wanted to rub her feet, her legs, or whatever it was. This is in your early teens. What happened? What happened to that woman? Like later on, like three years down the line, what happened to her? Unless you're Boyce Watkins. Anybody? <laughs> I don't know. The answer is absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. Right? No, nothing happened. Nothing popped off. She didn't share the same feelings. She might have hurt your heart. Yeah, it happens to all of us. And nothing happened. All right. And later on down the line, you saw her. She ended up being a fat single mother with three kids. And you're like, damn, I dodged a bullet. But nothing happened. All right. Nothing happened. What happened to the romantic love? Was it true or false? The answer was it was false. Nothing happened. The feelings weren't the same. All right. All right. So you've missed out on 12 women in your life. No big deal. You might feel down and bad about a, about a woman. What happens when the what happens when the love is reciprocated now? What happened when the love is reciprocated? So you romantic feelings with her. She reciprocated. She had romantic feelings to you. I want you to lick. I want you to look at all the women that you've had a romantic relationship with. Both of you guys were in agreement. All of them. Think about them. What happened? You got to go to all of them. What happened? <laughs> right? So you had this. What happened to them? The answer is they ended. It, it, it didn't last. <laughs> right? It didn't work out. You moved on. You got romantic feelings for another person. She got romantic feelings for another person. She fell out of love with you. You felt something happened. It, it just didn't work. And what happened? What, what did you accumulate over that time? Particularly debt, uh, some bad feelings, some houses, rent. You had to get out of your more, you had to get out of your apartment lease. You might have bought her things. She might have bought you things. And it all went to not. Sometimes you might have went into debt and that person had to take you to smallest claims court for that debt. These things happen. So there was a debt paid, there was a price paid, and then there was a loss. The loss would be the love and the romantic love. With that being said, let me share this article with you.
let me share this article to let me share this article with you from this source that says romantic love the myth of romantic love may ruin your health it may be ruining your health now let's just talk about mental health much of mental health issues comes from failed romantic love much of your issues in life probably stem from not bad health, not bad social positions. It mostly stems from this idea of what you're pursuing but can't hold on to. Why can't you hold on to it? Because it really just doesn't last. I mean, if it lasts a five years, 10, whatever it is, it's just not going to last. We have no, we know this based on our track record. Our track record tells us that since we were 13 and we got maybe our first boner or wet dream, up until the point you're at now, none of them have lasted. Zero. <laughs> I hate to keep proving it. It hasn't worked out for you. Now, you can keep doing this shit and expect a different result, or you can go, shit, am I wasting my time potentially? Now, if you do it right, you'll realize that there's other things that have more intrinsic and extrinsic value than romance because romance is fleeting. It happens. It happens for a period of time. You enjoy it. You move on. But many people lose their health. They lose their mental health by pursuing this because this idea is sold to you, but it can't live up to the possibilities. And it's sold to you and you go into debt for it financially. And it ends. And it happens, okay? And it happens. Just reading, Romantic Love in Western Societies. This is by Susan Vosmer. I've shared this, this post with you before. Romantic Love in Western Societies is often portrayed in a stereotypical way. Who portrays it this way? I'm going to ask you again. Who portrays it this way? Your parents? Well, most of your parents are single mothers. So I don't know how they can speak on it. Okay, let's say your parents are married. Take a look at them. Do they look like they're in romantic love? Probably not. By the, by the time you're 20, you can possibly see they're not in love. Who's selling you this? Who's portraying this? The people who are making a bag. They're making the money. The media, corporations, and so forth and so on. They show you this shit every day. All right. And they keep selling it to you and you keep buying. Well, maybe this time it'll be different. Okay. And it proved that it's not. But you could have been doing something that actually can be fruitful to your life. I'm telling you, um, you don't understand this until you see your bank account. But yeah, they got plenty of channels. Most of these videos and movies and movies, they're all designed to get you to believe that this is going to be possible the next time. In fact, it's so bad. It's so bad out here that you cannot quote a single person in real life that can tell you about romance, but you can quote a song, a movie, a television show, a greeting card, and or something else that is somebody who's capitalized off of this particular thing 
You can quote that before you can quote a real-life person that has success with marriage and romance. But in real life, you can see people falling flat on their goddamn face. Tom Brady, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. You can go up and down the damn line. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. You can go right up the in real life. <laughs> you can see them falling flat on their face, getting robbed by the system. And here you go, quoting. You start quoting Luther Vandross. Freddie Jackson, R. Kelly, people who probably haven't had one heterosexual romantic relationship to speak of. But there you go. <laughs> you start quoting the least successful people in romance as a ways to prove that romance exists. It's a sad thing. But let's continue. <laughs> let's continue with the story. All right, anyway, we got romantic love in Western society is often portrayed in a stereotypical way, which two yearning halves who search for each other to find their complete original slate uh, state. It says few find that this bliss, a few, few find this bliss because it's a myth dating back to Plato. In Greek mythology, the perfect lovers were joined together and sliced into two. Love, then, is the desire of each part to find the missing other. It is a great journey. Don't get me wrong. It feels good, and it is a great place to be. But this is nature's way for you to procreate. It says right here, this myth lingers on in popular culture. Who hurt this woman? Love stories and romantic comedies, which are tragic, which it's often centered around tragedy, which I'm going to prove later. But this is no fairy tale. All right. It affects our social identity. It does. You don't have a girlfriend, you're a loser, incel, or gay. If your woman does not been validated by marriage, she is less than in a long time. So if she's a single woman, oh, what's wrong with her? Which for many uh, is uh, formed by stereotypical scripted portrayals of relationships. Often less consciously, we keep on searching for our missing half, the ideal. But guess what? What's the reality? Divorce rates attest that attest to why this ideal doesn't exist. I mean, on the very basis, just look at the reality of uh, of um the reality of relationships. They are highly failed. They're highly failed. And then we simply say, well, we picked the wrong one. No, no, it wasn't the wrong one. It was the right one at the time, all right? It was the right one at the time. It wasn't the wrong person. It just ended. No big deal. Just accept that it ends and be prepared for the end, the exit plan, and move on. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a romantic situation with the person, I like to be romantic with women. But then the clock strikes midnight. By the next day, I'm not romantic at all. I have moved on, <laughs> right? And she wants to be romantic, and I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. I got to go to work. See, I can be romantic, but I know... It ends, and I'm willing to let that shit in. Um, maybe in a couple of days, I can be romantic with you again. But, yeah, I got to go pay some goddamn bills. Get out. <laughs> right? I wake up cold as the, mentor, widow, mi, uh, the middle of the winter when women are here. Cold as hell. All right? Act like I wasn't making love to you last night. I, now, tomorrow morning, 
You're gonna, I'm gonna act like I barely know you. Uh, leave quickly, please. You're interrupting my morning flow. <laughs> All right, cold like the middle of the winter, but uh, that I can turn it on and turn it off. But there's real consequences to these things. But that's just part of the fairy tale that you're distracted by. You're also distracted by the fairy tale of. Oh, let me share this with you real quick. Um, um, the idea of where the romantic stories came from. And many people will quote music and, and movies, but the earlier, the early poets and the early playwrights, William Shakespeare and such, have created great stories to which we've cherry-picked the romance out of a very brutal and tragic story. Oftentimes a story that was centered around either tragedy or humor. They have a term for this called uh tragicons, which the movie was based on tragedy and comedy, but we sucked the romance out of it. And we said, oh, this is how a relationship would be. Despite the fact that the two people deleted each other. There was death and destruction. Family members died. And maybe 50 years later, they came back together. But there was much tragedy around them. But because we cherry pick, we say this is what romance is. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, a teenage love. Same as romantic comedies. There's often tragedy in it. And the romance is a the end story, the happily ever after. Same with chivalry. Chivalry is similar. Chivalry is similar. Which chivalry is supposed to, uh, supposed to imply that there's a knight on a white horse and all he does is put coats over puddles. <laughs> right? All he does is, my fair lady, my mind damn. That's all he does. The chivalry implies that he's wa every waking moment is to please his woman. <laughs> but we cherry picked chivalry because we use chivalry to describe dating. Oh, pull out my chair and open my door. My fair lady, my, 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 my dom. That ain't no goddamn chivalry, right? That has a small percentage of chivalry. Chivalry was the night's cold, right? It was the cold of a night, which you know what a night is. The man is a defender, right? He's a nobleman. He is a person who has a religious and social and moral code. And it is combined with honor, not just for the woman. It is the honor to defend his castle, his domain, his domicile, his country, his community, and so forth and so on. That is chivalry. And we simply just hijacked the shit. <laughs> we, we just completely hijacked this. And then we only apply it to dating. That's it. Oh, he wasn't chivalrous. You mean he didn't chop your head off with a sword? Mm. <laughs> right? He didn't defend his castle? What do you mean chivalrous? He didn't tell you and put you in your place because that's what a knight would do. Put you in your place. My fair lady, stick your ass up there at the top of the castle. Do not come out. You're mine. I own you. See, back in chivalrous days, I owned you. Oh, we want to take that part out. Yeah, we don't want that part. When it's time to jump in my bed with my five wives. <laughs> nah, we don't take that part out. See, these are all the myths and fairy tales that we do because we cherry pick the good things and then we leave the bad things out and we want to change them, right? Chivalry has nothing to do with honor towards women alone. That is a small, small, small portion of it. Small. But when it's time to go to battle, y'all ninjas don't want to do nothing. Yeah, y'all don't want to fight. So with this, this is the fairy tale of life. 
Last one. Last one. You got to give this up. You got to give this up. And I hate to keep harping on it, but we're not all going to win together. We're not all going to win together. There's going to be winners and losers. So you're entitled to nothing. When you come into this world, you're entitled to nothing. You do have to make sure you, you do not shoot yourself in the foot on your way to the top. So continue to fall for these ideas of fairy tale, romances, all right, uh, being able to, being able to um, um, achieve your way to uh, something that everybody's doing, a.k.a. college degrees. Everybody starts doing it. There's really no avenues of success for everybody there. There's success for a few. And then you got to do it right when you get in there. Accumulating debt to the point of 200000 100000 all the way up into your 30s is probably not going to work out for you. You got to do an about-face. But believing that we're all going to win together is not entirely accurate. That is a fairy tale. In fact, most people over the course of human history have been poor. And I'm talking about poor, okay, where people call them the peons. They have been extremely put into, they have been in put in extreme situations where their entire culture has been hijacked by barbarians. You live in the safest time in human history, but that's all going to go away in the next four years. Most people ain't got nothing. In fact, many young men for our entire existence probably died before they got one piece of peace leave. One. Many people have been slaves. Servants, peasants, they've eaten dishes that we call cultural dishes, which are just reflection of the time when their people were poor. And at the lowest points of their lives, we call these these cultural dishes. They lack the ability to do certain things. Therefore, they kept eating the same goddamn thing. Uh, potatoes for the Irish who were American slaves themselves. Nobody wants to talk about that. Do they get their reparations? Probably not. People who lack the ability to have veggie vegetables on their plate because there weren't any, so let's get this bread and pasta going. Cultural dishes for the poor. Let's get these chitterlings. Let's get these, or as you call them, chitlings. Let's get these meals that we cover in cornmeal and flour, and deep fry it, as to not be able to taste what the hell we're eating. <laughs> All right? We got we to gotta dress this piece of shit food and deep fry it and order and season it to the point where we get high cholesterol and hypertension as to not be able to taste this shit that we're eating. We got to cover it up. You got cultures that have tortillas and beans and rice as their staple when there's no vegetables around, right? These are all times where people have been at their lowest point. That's a reflection of it. And most people have been at their absolute lowest. And we are taking things for granted here as if somewhere we're all going to rise up and everybody's going to be millionaires. And it's not going to happen. Because not everybody has the same mindset. People are followers. There's only a few leaders. The leaders get the spoils of war. The leaders get the bulk of the gold. 
the leaders get all of the trinkets and traits because they made their sacrifice or risk. And they were the ones that actually either were born into a family that made the sacrifice or risk or they did a 180 and shifted their entire mindset and freed themselves. Not a lot of people are willing to do it. I find it interesting that when I do it, you're still trying to drag me back to kindergarten. You're still trying to drag me back. You see me winning, all right? You see me doing well, but you want to drag me back to where you are. And I don't get it. That is a follower's mentality. I'm simply not one. I'm simply that one that will take the risk, the calculated risk, the risk assessment, and I'll be willing to give things up that you put interest in. But most of your interest in it is mythology. It's fairy tale. I recognize it. You might not. But as a result, I still get the things that you get, but I also get the other things because I can put things in their proper perspective. Right? Yes, so you can be rich and you can have a romantic relationship. Yes, it can work out. Many people do that. But also many people who are wealthy have business relationships. All of their relationship centers around business orientation. No romance. Or romance isn't the overriding relationship factor. Meaning we're going to create a legacy together. We're going to have children together. If you want to have a prenup, we're going to have a prenup together. We're also going to have life insurance. We're also going to center this around putting our kids in the best position, not our community. But our community will be rewarded if everybody puts their kids and their family and do what they need to do in the business-wise, our community will thrive. But focusing on ourselves and our family, our brood, is how we get everybody to the top. Okay, so you can have romance, but you can also see it as a business, and that's simply what I'm saying. I'm not saying you will not fall in love or you shouldn't. However, the fairy tale that this will be your only solution has led people to the realization that they only found themselves with that. You've only found yourself with the romance left. And even when that goes, you had nothing. You thought that you were going to win when you got your college degree and you didn't. And you're mad. And I understand your anger, but you were sold that. Banks, corporations, media, you were sold that idea. And you're sitting here in debt at age 46 years old. For a degree and a debt, you originated at age 18. Yeah, I would be mad too. <laughs> I would be mad as hell. And I would be hoping somebody would change that, but nobody's coming to save you. That's another reality. You're going to live with that. You're going to die with that. You got sold a dream. Not only that, many of you were sold the idea that you will find your soulmate at 26. You got married. 60% of you are now divorced. Some of you are still in debt from your divorce. It's sad. Isn't that sad? It is. But you were sold a dream. And it happens to a lot of people. So when you understand that this is not the end-all be-all, that you can make it work for you, but you have to have a different mindset to start it. All right? <laughs> All right. So I said, yep, it was bad advice given to our youth, setting them up for failure from the jump. Many of you guys started your lives, your teenage years, your late teenage years, going into your 30s, just accumulating debt. And these debts were sold to you. Engagement ring. Consumerism. I showed you 50 cent. Consumerism. Buy, buy, buy. Buy these shoes. Why? Women will like you. Your homies will think you're cool. People will think you're rich. You'll be satisfied. 
you'll be happy. And what happens? It happens for a little while. That's a fairy tale. But at the end of the day, they're counting their money. They got the money out of you. Sometimes you even got the debt. You're still in debt. Many of you have paid three, four, five times the amount for these shoes, for the watches, when you put it on credit and you didn't pay it down. And the interest accumulated to the point of what, 26% APR? When you could have had it with cash, bought it outright, but you knew you were impatient, you bought it. Many of you paid four, five, ten times the worth of that thing by putting it on credit. Because you fell for the fairy tale. That most people will never, I'm going to conclude it. Most people will never achieve true freedom in America because they are in debt. Much of that debt was from the fairy tale that you tried to live out. Most of it in your young adult years. And that's the truth. And the truth is still here sitting in front of us because every time I look up, somebody's looking for a reparations check. Somebody's looking for um, um, somebody's looking for some alimony. Somebody's looking for some child support. Somebody's looking for a debt relief program. Somebody's looking for Section 8. The, hey, there's no lies here. Somebody's looking for um, somebody's looking for student loan relief. Somebody's looking for child tax credit. Know why? Because you're not free. You got to get free. And the first true forms of freedom is not falling for fairy tales. Second, get out of debt. Third, to make sure you got your uh, portfolio diversified. Four, five, treat women like a business. All right? It's, it's, it's just that simple. Many people went and bought their house, and many people get their houses um, uh, foreclosed on. Or you're up to dead up to your eyeballs following the fairy tale. Right? So you got to make your own path on this one. But my path is probably directing me in the right direction before it directs me wrong. Anyway, <laughs> debt slavery is real. Slavery still exists, by the way. Anybody that fights against um, 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 what they call um, the peculiar institution, which is antebellum slavery, you don't realize you're still a slave today, sir. Do you want your reparations today? All right, there are people still being traded uh, like crazy right now. You've traded yourself. <laughs> You've traded yourself for this uh, particular thing. Much of you guys, oh, um, yeah, most of you guys are in steep, steep uh, debt. So, shout out to you. Let me get these super chats and we're going to get out of here. We got, holy moly. Okay, hold on for a second. I got to see what we got here. All right. Did I get El Santo? He says um, she has to get on your program for the relationship to work. Coach, romantic love is bad for our health. Shout out to you, free agent lifestyle. Okay. All right. If you're depressed, ask you ask yourself, what are you depressed about? All right. Macaroni Tony, the science backs it. That's why it's called love sick. People will convince their bodies that it needs certain chemicals to love uh, that love gives to them. Thus, the lack of it will create imbalances, stomach ulcers, high blood pressure, et cetera, CGA be knowing. I'm telling y'all. And so you want to drag me back as to, so you're hurt. No, you, you, you completely missed it. You completely missed it. A lot of people are depressed simply because they can't, they can't establish the romantic relationship that they believe they're entitled to. One more thing. 
you're entitled to nothing in terms of romance. We're the luckiest. I mean, I, I would say the generation before us, the Jew generations before us actually got as close to what you want, but that's gone now, right? They actually were able to pair off successfully into romantic partnerships that were based on economics, right? So almost to the point in the 50s, 60s, 70s where you romanticize, people actually had a chance to get with a partner. And much of it was because people chose partners to, to procreate with and marry earlier in life, not later. Okay, you're young and dumb. But before that and today, I would venture to say with polyamory, polygamy, polygyny, with the balance of the haves and the haves not, with the feudal kingdoms associated with, you guys are lucky to get anybody, ninja. Okay? Y'all was lucky to get one piece of ass. Now y'all can get 50 on a platter. You guys are living in a great era. And not only that, you can buy it like a Domino's pizza, have it delivered via Uber. She be touching her toes to the ceiling and you can dismiss her and get rid of it. What a time to live in. <laughs> you used to live in the old country back in the day. Without access to millions of people and dating apps. We live in a time where we live in metropolises. Right? We live in great metropolises where we can touch on a million people. You can potentially get seven women per week. This is how crazy it is. And you guys are running around here boohooing. What in the hell? Do you realize in the old country, you live somewhere in the old land, in a province or a peninsula, you had three women to choose from. You had three women to pick. Three. There were three women. And all of them were either one of them was cockeyed, one of them was knock-kneed, and one of them were buck-toothed. One of them had, was pigeon-toed, and you completely dismissed her. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, that's who you had to pick from. You was like, damn. Mm. All right. My kids, at least I don't want them to be cockeyed. I'll take buck tooth. I'll take the buck tooth, bitch. Get, get, hey, come on. Come on. It's going to be me and you. She didn't have no choice. She wasn't sitting around like, are you tall? Do you have six figures? Can you match my degree? She wasn't sitting around like that. She was sitting around hoping like, damn, please pick me. Pick me. Pick me, please. She was looking at you. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> All right. She didn't have no choice. Why? She would starve and freeze to death. <laughs> she was like, damn, I'm going to be cold in the wintertime. Her father was like, get out. Mama was like, you better start hatching babies. Pick me. This is what we came from. And we lived this life up until the 1940s. For 200,000 years of civilization, that's how we lived our lives. Up until here we come, the 1960s comes around, and then the, the metropolis is formed, right? People moved to the big cities. You had cities with one million people. You had this exploding of populations. Cities grew, and now everybody got choice. Nah, buck tooth, not I. Cockeyed, never. Knock need, no way. Not only that, you had the means to travel opened up. Oh, I don't like the bitches here. I'm going over there. This is all new. 
conveniences. Then you add on top of that, now we got mobile phones and metropolises and easier means to travel. Now we sitting up here, oh my gosh, I never, I want to get my body count up to 50. This is, this is, this is just unbelievable. <laughs> Women here getting ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. <laughs> Talking about, I can't find no man that will stick around and she getting throttled out here. This is Gen Z dating, by the way. All right, we got to wrap this up. Here's, this is what we do now. Get ready for Gen Z. Uh, let's see here. If you want to know Gen Z women like I know them, I actually like the little bit of time that I spend with them. But this is how Gen Z dates. Traditional dating is dead. Uh, I was a dry. It wasn't too bad, right? I like the car. Take off your clothes. What? Take off your clothes. <laughs> Did I stutter? What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> we know damn well I didn't come here to talk about the drive. Get in the back. Let's go. I got time to waste. Are you serious? Yes. Like, is this a joke? Like, what do you? Does it look like I'm joking? Take off your clothes. You need help? Oh, whoa, whoa. I don't even like. I thought I was going to get to know you. We're going to get ice cream or something. Like, Get to know me? Ice cream? You know, damn well, no one gets ice cream when they say they want ice cream. Get in the back. Let's go. <laughs> what? Where? My man was like, <laughs> we live in an interesting world, man. She out there, bro. Yeah, that's brother star. Now, that's how they live their lives from uh, 16 to 32. 16 to 32, they live their lives like that. Then all of a sudden, you know what happens next. It's coming. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems uh i'd say by our late 20s early early 30s is uh the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them so we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. No government name says, I am not going to commit, cohabitate with, or impregnate an XX unless I see great physical uh, incentive. He says, I don't care what anybody thinks. I move on my own volition, for real. I need to see, I need to see if you invest in yourself. All right. And I ain't talking about hair and makeup. I need to see if you invest in yourself. Now, if there's a person that says, oh, coach, um, those, those girls are out of your league. <laughs> hey, ladies, gentlemen, if you're in your 40s and you make a if you make a decent income and you make a decent income and you're in decent shape. There's no woman out of out of your league. I know this is hard for y'all to understand. There's none. That's out of your league. First of all, all the women that are supposed to be out of your league are between the ages of 18 and 25. All right. Anybody older than that is technically automatically in your league and almost you're out of their league. All right. So that's number one. That's number one. Number two, she's not out of your league. She's out of your price range. I got money. 
Y'all can hate me if you want. Y'all can hate me what you want if you want. All you gotta do, everybody got a price. And if she ain't got a price, she got a price. <laughs> she got a price. And even the finest women you think don't got a price, you're wrong. It's the ugly ones that say they don't got a price. It's the free women that say they don't have a price. Their price is backloaded. Their price is at the end of the agreement. Their price is at the end of the relationship. Like normie chicks, I don't mess with normie chicks. All right, I don't mess with normie chicks. Their price is at the end of the relationship. That's all it is. Like, so she she said, I don't have a price. My love don't cost a thing. All right, when you break up, you're going to find out, Ninja. And there's a 99% chance you're breaking up. So <laughs> the price is going to be at the end, Ninja. You wrote a blank check. That's what you wrote. You're going to pay all on the back. All right, and if you married her, you're going to pay a heavy price on the back. If it breaks up and there's a 60% chance you're breaking up. All right. So <laughs> there's no woman that is out of your league. None. You just got to have the right price. And the price could be, watch this. Cause ladies like, you can't buy my love. All right, baby. We going shopping. We about to go to a nice dinner. Oh my God. I'm going to take you out. We going to Costa Rica. Get your bag. That's going to cost me $10,000 and you coming, you coming ladies. There's not one late. There's not many ladies turning that shit down. You going, <laughs> right? Especially if I offered it to you and we going to the coach store, we going to get a coach bag. You coming. We going to get a pair of heels. You'll be there. <laughs> right? Not woman, but not many women between 18 and 25 is not coming with CGA. They're not, they coming. All right. Now that's 10 grand. That's 10 grand. They'll be there. They'll be there with their legs oiled up and their toes manicured. They'll be there with their makeup on and they'll be there with their bag. They coming. So there's not many women turning that down. <laughs> there's married women that's coming. So you're thinking I'll pay, pay right up front. No, no, no. But that's an upfront payment. You coming to the trip, you'll be like, hmm, really? Costa Rica? I've never been. She'll be at the airport with you. So is she out of my league? The answer is nope. Now, is that financial, good financial spending for me? Probably not. I wouldn't do that for everybody. Oh, but the one I want, you'll come. <laughs> I'll be like, you know what? Sit down with me for a minute. Let's have a great conversation. Damn, you ever been to, you ever been to Peru? You ever been to Machu Picchu? We're going to climb the mountain. You ever been on the helicopter ride? I haven't actually. She in the helicopter with me. Guaranteed. Nope. Guaranteed, she'll be in a helicopter. She'll come in. She coming. <laughs> right? Somebody said with this, not many turning that down in 2023 between the ages of 18 and 25. They ain't turning that shit down. They will be right there. All right, anyway, and if they're older, and if they're older than 25, they are automatically just dropped outside of outside of my league. All right, now I'm looking at this, all right, I'm looking for the discount. We about the discount double check. All right, here we go. We got a cup. We got a, we got a, we got Sizzler and all you can eat shrimp. <laughs> we got Sizzler and all you can eat shrimp. Are you good or no? Oh, you don't like it? Okay, next. Kick rocks. All right, where's the next one? Line up. <laughs> all right. And then, baby, if you older than 32, 
If you're older than 32, you on the discount rack. All right. It ain't Sizzler. However, we can go grab some nachos. <laughs> you want to grab some nachos and a drink? Let's go grab some nachos. Let's meet. Okay. Are we on one accord? What you need? Okay. You got your, your you, you need to fix your, you automatically discounted C- Costa Rica. What? Oh my, are you crazy for what? Dude, you know what I could, there's many women in Costa Rica looking just like you, bro. You in the pile, you in the pile and don't be 40, come straight to the crib. Well, I was actually imagining we can meet over coffee or a date or a couple of drinks. Come straight to the crib. You practice. Come, go, jump it. You <laughs> straight to the crib. Nope. Don't even stop. Uh, you get. You need to feel you get. And don't be late, because actually, I'm I'm choosing you tonight. Somebody else could have been in this bed. But uh, if you're late or you flake, that's the last time you talking to me. All right, just to let you know. So you you're taking somebody else's spot right now. Bring your ass. All right. Anyway. And don't ask me where this is going. All right, shout out to my man, Mr. A. Carter. Says, best show on YouTube. We giving you this right here. All right. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Shout out to you. Yep, you on, you you practice. All right, we practicing our handoffs. We practicing our routes. All right, go run a seven route. All right, yeah, run that straight line out route. Yep, run that post route, run a nine. Let's go. Practice. <laughs> right you ain't getting nothing you lucky to get a drink i got drinks at the crib yeah we running that play action handoff hide the football that you run downfield check down all right slant route practice all right shout out to who is to sit here man we having fun hit the like button on the way out all right let's see here did i get you el santo he says you are on point coach he says sometimes that is as good as it gets respect coach Sometimes it's as good as it get, man. Just a little bit. I have fun, and that's it. All right, let me see here. We got our brother Kevin. Kevin G, he says, ATL bitches need Casamigos and hookah alone. Yep. Oh, can I get the Casamigos, and we can go get some hookah? And mm-hmm. Ladies, when I go on dates, I go to places where I'm going. You can come or not. <laughs> I'm not about to treat you to some shit. You can come with me. I'm going over here. Where you going? Where you going? I'm going to the firearm range. Then I'm going to the cigar bar. Oh, one thing, guys, have shit to do. All right. If you guys are out here dating, which I think is kind of goofy sometimes, but I, I got I get it. Like you're doing something that day that she can join in on. You're not planning something for her. That's that's a date. Do something that you were doing. OK, what are you doing on Saturday? All right. Oh, you want to do something on Saturday? Yeah, I want to do something on Saturday. OK. What are you doing? All right. So what I'm doing on Saturday is. I'm going to be at the firearm range. I'm going to be at my friend's house. We're going to be smoking weed on the porch. We're going to be drinking 40-ounce brews, and we're going to be driving. We're going to the car. We're going to the uh, lowrider convention. <laughs> then I'm going to go check in my firearms. I'm going to go bust the caps in the mix, and then I'm going to go over here. You want to join? I was thinking maybe we can go to a dinner. Well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what I was doing was if you ask when to join in, join in. But I had shit to do before you came into my life, and I'm still doing that shit. So, uh, what did? <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Yeah, man. I'm one of those. That's how I do, man. I was like, man, I'm I'm not sitting around doing nothing. That's actually a, a negative for me, man, because I'd be wearing myself out. All right, we do have some super chats. We got uh Dwayne Hicks says, Coach, can you do a stream on the relationship will? And I have one, which leads up to the marriage will. He says, I think many of us would love to see how that works. I actually can review that. All right. Our my says normies confuse soulmates with twin flame. He says we all may have. He says we all have many soulmates as we come. Or we share the same spiritual cloth. Twin flames are mirror opposites. And from a single uh, spirit split into two. Interesting. All right. So this twin flame split into two, which means it's not forever. U.S. Army retired. Now that we have our coach gang members, this is a perfect time to remind them about the unlimited amount of beta male orbiters in their cell phone. Indeed. Indeed. So that on that alone, statistically, it's hard to get into with with one woman. Right. Because many of them have orbits that they um, center around. If you're on a date with a woman, you automatically know that there's other suitors and you should automatically accept that. And as well, you should have other suitors. Indeed, Mr. Harris, him balling out of control, him flexing, him living the high life, plucking bad bitches. And I'm raising these kids, him in a Porsche, allegedly laughing my ass off. Yeah, man, you stuck. You stuck. You can't get out of that right now or you're going to have to pay the penalty. But we, with me, with me, I've actually got to a position where I've, I've had a little fun here the last couple of years and I treat it where it is. I haven't been impressed by many women, right? Um, so, oh, it's difficult for ladies to impress me today. But that's just a position in life, right? Because they, they really can't live up to the expectations that they set for themselves. Uh, th their strategy of sales. This is a doomed strategy of sales. Ladies, if you're still here, this is why you're single. You want to know why you're single? Your strategy of sales is doomed. All right, first of all, you only wait for people to approach you. That's a bad strategy of sales. If you're selling something, why would you wait for people to approach you, right? You're only going to sell to the people who approach you. That's stupid. You're not going to sell anything, but that's not even the half of it. The bad, the next bad strategy of sales is you overpromise and underdeliver. That's going to be doomsday for your business. That's going to be doomsday. Same for you guys. Doomsday on anything. This is blue chip mindset. So apply this to business. If you are waiting for Sell if you're waiting for, for people to sell to, that's going to limit your sales. All right, this is the same as people who do the opposite of the numbers game. It's a numbers game, but you only go to certain places where you wait for certain people to show up. That's a dumb way to you got to open up the possibilities, right? That's traveling. That is, um, that is uh, the internet. You can't just be like, I'm going to just run game on the outside in the field. You're only going to be like, if you're in Missouri. If you're somewhere in Missouri, you're only going to get Missouri uh, snow cows. Like, why would you use that as a sole strategy? You got to use the Internet. You got to use traveling. You got to use social proof. You got to use all of it. You can't just use it exclusively because it depends on where you are. So ladies use that, too. I want to approach a man. I want I'm waiting for a man to see value. You're in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> right. You're only going to get ninjas in Columbus, Ohio. So you've already lost. You've already lost that on that. Then you're going to only get ninjas who approach you in Columbus, Ohio. You're already messed up. All right. So you're messed up. So you got to invoke, you got to involve a multiple range of strategies to, to make select. Okay. Now the next part is where you doom yourself is 
you overpromise and underdeliver. One of the last junior college chicas that I was dealing with. All right, 22, nice body. She was a nice piece of little foldable piece of calico. She promised all this shit, and I knew it was doomed. She was one of the worst ones that I've been with. Worst. Blowing up my phone, too. She was atrocious. <laughs> right? Atrocious. I should have known, but atrocious. Now, the women that are silent, they violent and deadly. I always have to be the one to reach out to them because they don't overpromise. Oh, I'm this, and my love is the greatest, and I give the best. Yeah, I do something with my tongue. I'll be going all night. Oh, man, I'm the best. I'm super flexible. I'm a freak. I'll do this and I'll do that. I'll deliver. I'm the best mother in the world. I'm I my love lasts forever. There ain't nobody seen the value of the love that I can provide. I I I I I no 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 no. Anybody who overpromises like that, they are going to be the worst possible mates or bedmates possible. I mean, it is you're gonna be disappointed. They're the worst. The baddies who paint themselves up and get their hair all done with the baby hairs, and their hairs are all done and spend all hours curling their hair or straightening it, duds. <laughs> duds, complete disasters, man. They, they've been the worst. <laughs> they've been the, by far. Baddies have been the worst experience. They're completely overpromising, and they severely underdeliver. Severely. It's so bad. It's bad. It is so bad that I, I won't even look at them half the time. I'm like, well, the completely overrated experience. So one of the things about sales, one of the things about sales is never overpromise because if you underdeliver, you didn't live up to your expectations. The opposite is the way to do it. You underpromise and you overdeliver, right? You'd be like, eh, I don't really do this. I'm just a normal person. I ain't really, don't come in there. I'm a bad bitch and I'm independent. And then you're in debt. That's called overpromising and underdelivering. I'm independent. I'm free. I got my own money. You get, you get child support. You're on Section 8. You're on social program. That's overpromising, underdelivering. Then you asking me for $200 to make rent. That's overpromising and underdelivering. You ain't no bad bitch and you ain't independent. All right. So you do the opposite. You know, you know, I'm just making and I'm struggling. I'm striving. I'm doing what I need to do about life. I'm just fighting a good fight. I'm not really don't have expectations about dating but you you sell that dream you sell that dream where you're just eh, eh i'm just eh i'm not struggling but i'm not the best i'm right here eh. i don't have great expectations for you or about you i'm not looking for a commitment right off the rip if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't i won't be heartbroken and eh. under promise over deliver so now when you get in there and I'm expecting average, and then you're slightly above average. That's way better than saying you're this, and then you're way down here because I'm expecting wow. And then you come in like a dud firecracker. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? I want you to be, just pull your hair back in a ponytail. Pull your hair back in a ponytail. Show up, be sporty, be nice, be appreciative. That's all that, that, all that needs to happen. But no, nah, you want to grow up, show up this, and I got to put my heels on and put my makeup, and I'm still straightening my hair. Then I take you out to do something sporty. Oh, I don't want to sweat. Can you roll your window up? You get in the bedroom. Can you turn the lights off? <clears throat> don't pull my hair. Oh, my God. Let me wear this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It is absolutely disgraceful and despicable. I'm like, I want to see what I'm looking at. It's crazy. Well, I don't do this. I don't do that. It's over-promise, under-deliver, and it's a bad deal. All right? Never do that. If you're in sales, you're starting a business, um, you guys, guys got to make sure you don't over-promise uh, people things. And then uh, when people are disappointed, you got to accept their disappointment because you oversold yourself. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Uh, let's get up out of here. We'll be back in tonight, maybe possibly a little bit later. Who knows? And we out of here. Peace. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up.